0: It's okay. it's okay, He won't hurt us. He, he, he would have killed me by now, okay? I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is... The one, the only, Ralph. The one and the few. There's more than one out
2: there. No, there's only one.
1: There's a few out there. No. Uh, this is episode number 127, and... Um, Today's show is going to include uh, some stuff. We're going to actually do this is kind of a weird show than usual. Usually, we let one of our co hosts at a time do it, uh, pick all the movies at a time. Uh, but since our, our regular third co host, uh, Luke, is currently um, overseas in, uh, let's just say, Madagascar or something, um, you know, fighting the, the deadly fish of the seas um, of the tropics, that, that, that he can't be here to record. And normally it would be his show because um, in the order we're going with our own marathons, he would be next. So what's going to happen today is that uh, what happened today, actually, is that Roth uh, and I, we each picked one movie to review. And then for the third slot, I had pre-recorded with Luke, just me and Luke or just Luke and I, um, his review of his next marathon pick, which is Children of Men. So we'll still end the show with the marathon pick of his. So that way we don't lose a step here, because I hate interrupting this marathon stuff. So I, but I can conv- convince them to record in advance. No big deal. So that's that's already done. And then uh, the two movies that Raf and I picked are going to be The Woman in the Window, currently on Netflix, and then um, those those who, who wish me dead. That's right. That's the one you currently find. on HBO Max. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Both have uh, big stars in the forefront. Both uh, female stars, actually. Um, And that's what i will be reviewing today. So you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. That's right, otherpodcast.com is where you can find all of our episodes, all 126 more of them, Um, not to mention bonuses and other marathons we've done, um, as well as the calendar page, which I have not updated. So don't check it out yet. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be fine. Anyway, um, so, Raf, how have you been lately? Bruh.
2: Uh, good. I've been, uh, playing games again on my PlayStation 5, so that's awesome.
1: Have you um, been relaxing?
2: Relaxing? How so?
1: No, I mean, have you been laxing in games?
2: Oh, in, on the PS5, yeah. I've been just, I've been to play Call of Duty with friends after work, so, like, my time is spent usually, like, you know, doing stuff with Leo, homework, feeding, you know, picking him up, stuff like that, and then it's kind of, like, play an hour or two of games, uh, do a bunch of stuff around the house, chores or whatever needs to get done, eat, things like that, watch a little bit of TV, and then uh, play another hour of gaming before I go to bed. And it's usually just hour, maybe two sometimes, depending if I want to have no sleep again, which is usually the case. Um, that's why I said it again. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, so that's what I usually do. That's my days. Go to, after, like on during the week. And then on weekends is when I kind of veg out and just like watch Whatever I want, um, mainly TV. Sometimes sports. Uh, there's not a, a lot, a lot of sports that I like to watch right now, but um, or that catch my interest or that are often enough for me to watch. So I end up watching like a lot of TV. I've been watching a lot of like new anime stuff lately, which is cool. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've been watching. Uh, I forced myself to go to the movies, so um, that's good too. So. Yeah.
1: That's right. We'll talk about that one in a bit. We will. Yep. Cool. Um. No, that's great. Uh, you know, as far as gaming goes, I've been playing a lot of games. also a lot of old games. Um. For some reason, I'm in this mood to play like games I've either played before, or like or that are old. Um. For example, I've been on the Switch. I've been replaying nice. uh, a lot of the uh, Super Nintendo classic games uh, that they have through the. Through the, through, through the stores, Nintendo. Um, particularly Mario, Super Mario World. Okay. Because yeah, that was a game that you and I played the shit out of. Yeah. The absolute mm-hmm. shit out of. And it's really, it's amazing how much I remember the levels.
2: Yeah, I bet.
1: It is, a, I mean, I don't know it before I click, you know, before I enter it. You know, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know this one. It's more like I said, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh yeah, oh shit, yes, okay. This is the one where I have to be constantly like in the air to right. get, you know. Um, I'm like, it's amazing how much I remember, considering it's been I don't know. Whenever that game came out is the last time I played it, probably. So, um, right. so that's that's been fun, and uh, I die a lot. I'm definitely not as good as I used to be, obviously, because I'm like, oh right, if I run and I can do this jump thing, they have the flying mechanism now or the gliding one or whatever. Anyway. um, That's been a lot of fun. I've also been getting into a a nostalgic run. I was trying to Twitch this, but there's a problem with Twitch with me lately, or maybe it's the game, because I think it depends on the game, too.
2: Uh, Yeah, it does depend on the settings of the game, certain things. Uh But what's your issue?
1: My issue is that it won't, um, it will not display, it will just record the audio, not the video.
2: So, yeah, you just have to make sure you're capturing the right thing that's the issue here so whatever you're streaming so i can i can help you with that off stream off
1: so yeah yeah um so I, I had to stop i was doing the bioshock collection on it right and then i had to stop doing it because um again like i had it kept saying i was in a cutscene and couldn't record the video i'm like what the it would not in a cutscene, and um and it did that the whole time every single time from the menu so like even though it worked the first time it wouldn't work anymore after that so whatever I had some problems with it. I ended up playing it anyway uh, without twitching it. Not a big deal, but I wanted to just put it out there. And uh, likewise, okay. I, I didn't. That's why I haven't played Bioshock Infinite yet because um, I wanted to see if I could fix it before playing that game. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of old games, and I've also been playing. Just uh, started Days Gone yesterday, which I heard it was good, so I'm just trying it on the lark. Um, today I'm going to get Resident Evil Village, so that's going to be fun. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, so just a lot, a lot of gaming stuff. Um, also, been playing more Splatoon splatoon 2 i don't know if you've okay. ever played that game um, uh yeah
2: i've never uh, played them
1: I never, um, like, but i,
2: uh, I have the... seen them and I'm...
1: yeah no yeah i'm not i'm not that high i'm just level like 20 something but like man it's a lot of fun It can just eat up your i mean you could just go for one quick match and it'd be like 10 or 15 matches later you know so um that's how i play it anyway yeah that's how it's been um, now, let's get into something we call Recent Discoveries, which is pretty self-explanatory. Right, Ralph has, um, has seen something, so that's good. So, uh, what is that you've seen? Thanks. Thanks, I guess.
2: <laughs> um, I saw Wrath of Man. Um, that is a movie currently on theaters, I think theaters only, which is uh, the Guy Ritchie's latest film. Um, I'll read a quick description. Uh, the plot of the plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around L.A. each week. Um, essentially, yeah, this is starring Jason Statham. Um, what's it called? Uh, what else? We got the Stathams. We have the uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Holt McCall- McCallie, right? Yeah, McAllenie, McAllenie, sorry. Sure. Uh, Josh Hartnett's in it, which I totally, like, didn't realize it was him um, until, like, closer towards, like, the middle of the movie. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, Jeffrey Donovan, which uh, I actually like in that one show that, what was it? Um, uh, that one show on HBO, I don't know, Burn Notice on uh, USA.
1: Oh, that dude, yes, That yes. dude, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's... Um, Stuff like that, so it's an interesting cast overall. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, the movie is very much—I uh, mean, you know the plot. Like, it's uh, you, if you saw any trailer or once you kind of watch, start watch the movie, you kind of kind of know where the movie is going. There is a cool twist and there is a cool reveal overall. And the middle of the movie is actually my favorite part of the movie. Um, and then the end is cool, hmm. but. Right. the it is kind of rare. It's just, it's cool because that's where the twist comes in, um, and it's sort of the reveal of someone's like history, uh, without spoiling anything, of course. Uh, so uh, I saw it, and I mean, I paid like seven bucks to go to the movies. I thought it was worth it. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I would pay like the thirteen or full price or whatever the case is. Um, I mean, I guess if I was going by myself, I wouldn't have hated. I wouldn't. Have, I would have been fine either way. I took my. I, I went on a date night with my wife, so. Uh, but yeah, but besides that, it's um, uh, Guy Ritchie's, uh, I don't know where it falls, I would say less the, the, the second half of his, bottom half of his list of movies he's done, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, you tend to hold Guy Ritchie in high esteem, right?
2: I, I kind of do, yeah. I do, yeah.
1: Like for, yeah. For, for, for he's a director, it's funny because uh, he's a director that's known for kind of like uh, shits in action kind of movie, like he's yeah. like... It's always about the fun. It's always about the language, right? It's always about the how much um, creative shit you can come up with. Yeah. Um, but somehow he's entered this because of Snatch and movies like those. He's he's kind of entered this like weird arena where we take him more seriously than maybe we should be, considering that he doesn't like he doesn't he's not out to make like I don't know, prestige dramas. He just wants to make some like a cool heist movie or like. Um, Sure, or like a period piece, British crime history thing, you know, which I guess could be taken seriously, but it's it's not. It's just fun, you know. It's just fun for him. Yeah, um, I,
2: I would agree with you. Yeah,
1: you know, he likes making cool characters, cool bad guys, cool good guys. You know, like that's what he wants. That's um, funny how we, obviously, <laughs> other than King Arthur, was that King Arthur? He did. Uh, I think he did. Yeah, But right. that was just
2: I think bad CGI that kind of like killed the movie in my opinion. Because the movie was still fun to watch. Oh you know? yeah,
1: I definitely had fun with it. I didn't yeah. like love it, but I like I liked it for sure. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Um. So. Uh, so that's yeah,
2: my little mini review of Wrath of Man. Um. Cool. I would say since there's nothing really much out that you can't, you don't have to go watch. It's a it's a good movie to go watch. Yeah. It's a good during the week movie to watch.
1: Yeah. No. I wish I, I wish I saw that because I also went to the movies by myself though.
2: Oh no shit. You um,
1: see? And I saw. The movie we were supposed to review today, instead of Woman in the Window, I had originally picked. And if you see the show notes for the last week's show, uh-huh. everyone you would notice like, "Hey, just a second, this says Spiral, the movie Spiral, with Chris Rock in it, right?" Uh huh. Yeah. And then I saw it, and then immediately, <laughs> like literally, I can I didn't even leave the movie theater yet. Immediately after the movie, I texted Rob saying, "Hey, we're not going to do Spiral. I just saw it. It's a it's a dumpster fire of a movie. It is." <laughs> Horrible! Like, I gave it half uh-huh. a star. I spent a such a long time. That I gave a movie half a star. It's like it's like it's been so long that I gave a movie five stars. It's like that
3: mm-hmm.
1: kind of thing, yeah. right? and it's just so bad. And I could not justify. I could, it would be five minute long review. Five minutes. That's the best. So like I'm like nope. I'm picking a different movie. I saw Amy Adams in this new movie on Netflix, so I picked that, um, and he just went with it. So, Spiral is, um, I don't have the thing in front of me. I don't, I don't care about Spiral. But, like, <laughs> it's about, um, essentially, it's, it's the next Saw movie. It's a Saw movie. Made by the same, roughly the same people um, who have written or directed or both. Uh, many of the, of the bigger movies they've done, right? Of, of the Saw franchise. Uh-huh. And it's obviously not related to the original story. Because, I don't know if you've ever seen, I know a lot of people have out there. But also, a lot of people haven't. Um, it's been that long. It's been a generation ago now since Saw started. Um, that uh, you may not know this, but like, uh, I mean, re- every every character relating even remotely to those movies are dead now. This has nothing to do with that. It takes place in a different place, obviously years apart. This is a guy who's like influenced by Saw to do the same kind of thing. Um, so take that for what you will. Um, okay. and the movie's pretty bad. It's about. A cop on the edge and shit, and it's it's written badly, written worse than the '90s kind of shit. Like, it's just a, a lot of bad. There are some cool like kills, I guess, and and if you really, really want to see a background thing where like new saw kills are made, yeah, then maybe this is okay. But even that's not good enough, honestly. I don't think it's that creative, and I don't think um, I don't think it does it any better. I mean, it does it worse actually than the o G kills and traps that the uh, Saw movies uh, used to have. Um what I did after I saw Spiral, I went to see the collector because I'm like, I just need to see a good version.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I you know what? What's funny is I think me and you kinda of default to that movie a lot.
1: We do, and I'm I'm glad for it. I need an excuse to watch that movie, I'm fine with it. So I used Spiral to do it again and I felt way better about watching Spiral. Um you. afterwards. Yeah, um, so how yeah. how do you not,
2: you
3: know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, don't watch it, everyone. Just whatever, man. Whatever. And Chris Rock, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he was so good in, in Fargo season four. Um, at least I think so. Oh. Um, not, like, amazing, or anything, But he was amazing compared to what you thought he was capable of, you know? And um, he, like, brought me over. He's, like, good acting, good gangster leader and shit. Um, yeah. But in Spiral, I don't know what happened. And it clearly means that, you know, if he gives a shit or if he's directed better or with any kind of care at all... I guess, uh, makes a world of difference because he looks like he can't act in Spiral. It looks really bad for him, honestly. But not that anybody's going to see this movie. No one's going to see this movie. So, whatever. Um, anyway, nobody. Let's, nobody's, <laughs> nobody. Uh, let's see. Let's move on here to uh, Greenland. Have you heard of this one by chance or no? No, no,
2: no. Please please enlighten me.
1: It is. Uh, it, I heard. The only thing I heard that was good about this movie is that it's uh, it's a good action movie of Gerard Butler's, Butler's but that that isn't an Olympus has fallen type <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah I know with, what you like mean. usually those movies for him are pretty bad or trashy um I
2: don't know if they're yeah yeah I get what you're saying they're tep- they're not
1: they're not great uh, that's what I hear I really don't see his movies that much um so Greenland is a uh, it's uh more of a disaster movie actually more of a disaster survival movie but it's you know also kind of action right so um, okay. Greenland's about, uh, let's see here, a family struggles for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. Done. Like, that's it. You know, it's not that complicated. Um, and it starts obviously Gerard Bartlett as the husband, Marina Bakarin. Uh, uh, man, she still looks fucking as good as she did in fucking Serenity. I mean, come on, man. Whatever. She plays the, the wife and then Roger Dale Floyd as the son. Done. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> they have to survive, okay? <laughs> and uh, and yep. what it is, is it is pretty cool, though. It is a comet. Uh, not one, like one straight comic. It's like a comet broken off, and pe- like it's like a tail, like a giant tail of a lot of pieces of a comet that's hitting parts of the world as it's as the main body of it's going to hit in Europe in like three days. So that's the time frame the movie tells you it. And I like, I really like the opening of the movie because it has this um, implemented government state thing where I guess they, you know, they've thought of this before, right? Like the Amber Alert for the world. And yeah. um, so they communicate, they tell everyone, including Ger- Gerard Butler, who is an architect, they they get everyone they would need to rebuild society in advance. And that's, what, that's how the movie starts, really, with him, is that he gets a specific call that no, no, one, no other neighbor gets, you know. Because um, he has a very awkward scene with his neighbors because they're all having a barbecue, and he's the only one that gets an alert <laughs> to go somewhere. And no one else gets shit. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of cool. So, in that regard, like, he is an architect. So, he gets to have his family. G- g- they get to fly to a bunker, you know? Okay. And, uh, obviously, things fall apart because it's all about getting there. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And, and it's fun. It's a part a fun movie. He is pretty good in it. Um, he's not an, a typical action guy either because he's an architect. So, he doesn't, there's uh, no gun use necessarily. It's just survival. It's just, like, instinct and whatever. And it's not about him killing fools either. So, I really like how the movie treats it kind of that way um and it was just like a good version of this kind of movie it's like there are way worse ones and there are way better ones too i think of the impossible as one and i know the impossible is kind of harsh for a lot of people i liked it a lot but like it definitely isn't everyone's cup of tea this is between that's the uh,
2: one with the monsoon or something right
1: yeah the one yeah. with uh, naomi watts and shit
2: Naomi Watts, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. right like i think that's a, a better one than this one in my opinion though but like this one's not that far off. The quality is still roughly the same as far as like what they try to do. they kind of keep it simple, they kind of keep it realistic as much as they can, and that's it, you know, so it's fun, and obviously, the main trouble is always people, really, not really the disaster itself right um so yeah, it's fun it's almost like a zombie movie without the zombies né? um in that regard so yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty fun. so check it out. it's on h b o max right now okay so uh, which I did not I must have just they must have just added it recently um anyway uh next up here oh my god no i write raya not taya anyway you i were... saw raya and the last dragon uh which uh, you mentioned last time and yeah. um it's a you know what i i like this movie as far as the disney movie not pixar just disney i liked it i like the it, it feels like uh this feels like a video game fantasy thing and it kind of no. the uh, that's how i felt watching i can it. see what you're saying um, so, in a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Raya is determined to find the last dragon. That sounds like a fucking video game plot, if I ever fucking heard one. Um, so, yeah, it's a it was a fun sh- it was a fun movie, and I, what I and it has some of the same tropes as many Disney movies in general. It has a very Mulan film a feel, um, and this, not the not the old one, the newer one, mm-hmm. where like they add all this lore. Into it. Uh, Obviously, that's not a good comparison because Mulan's not a very good movie necessarily, but like, (laughs) that's the latest one I can think of that compares it. Like I I said, I like the world building. I really like how they, you know, it's always the, it's always like, not a princess. I mean, she is a princess, but not really, you know? Um, Well, I mean, meaning that she is in charge of a a region, I guess. Sure. Um,
2: No, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I I really like how they, because, you know, every major character has an animal companion. Best buddy. Uh, this one is must be one of the most useful animal companions because without this little thing, big thing now, uh, she can't travel mm-hmm. and shit. Like I thought it was really cool. I'm like okay, I'm like okay, this this animal companion is pretty cool. Um, so oh I mean, yeah, roly is like they don't get much fucking press. I, know I don't know
2: think they've ever gotten pressed to be honest. With yeah,
1: me. so I, I kind of just like I was just so moved—not moved, but like I was just so curious and kind of fascinated by that off the bat. Uh, I liked it. I liked the graphics. I liked the fight styles. Actually, the fighting choreography in the movie with the swords and stuff and the blade stuff was a lot of fun for me to watch. So this is a fun movie, actually. I kind of recommend it. Uh, especially if you're a kid, you will love it, probably. Um, so, yeah, it's simple. I already talked about it before. Not a big deal. Ryan and the Last Dragon. I would not, though, spend $30 on Disney Plus. But do what you gotta do. So I'm saying. Uh, now we're going to go to the Bath from the past. In 1993, there was a movie called The Pelican Brief that came out. Jesus, yeah. 93. Jesus yeah. Christ. I was but a lad in my... Not diapers. Um, you were what, five? Yeah. You were five years old. I was uh, nine years old. Wow! <laughs> um, well, a law student uncovers a conspiracy putting herself and others in danger. Um, doing, I've seen this before. And the only reason I know I've seen this before is because... And not just because I've seen the trailer like 3,000 times. I've probably seen the trailer like a, a billion times back then. Back then, you saw the trailers a lot more. Um, at least that's how my memory. Um, it's not just that. I didn't confuse this for like the reality of it. Like um, I, did, I know I saw it because when I was re rewatching it... Um, on, which is on Netflix, guys. By the way, Netflix, everyone. I like um, a brief Netflix. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was re-watching it, I remember one scene... That isn't wasn't this, in the trailer, I don't think. Isn't
2: yeah. this a uh, Tom Clancy movie also?
1: I it doesn't say Tom Clancy's Pelican Brief. I
2: don't think it has to say it, but I'm just saying I think it's a It's, fun, it's based on a
1: John Grisham book, so no. Oh, uh, John Grisham. more okay. of a Grisham, Grisham Knight. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Tom Clancy's
2: uh, Arch Rival. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, are they? Arch- I mean, I don't, you know, know, they, I don't know. Maybe don't know. they're both. Well, I guess they both talk about the same stuff, don't they? They do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this movie stars Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. Essentially, Sam Shepard's in it too, which is great. Uh, he's obviously dead now, but he's great. Tony Goldwyn, uh, John Hurd. a lot of big actors that you recognize, but uh, you know, particularly Denzel and Julia. And Julia plays a law student that, like, accidentally, accidentally oh. writes his like dissertation paper, or let's say whatever. <sighs> Position paper on a on a conspiracy involving the U.S. president, and that uh, I mean, it involves him slightly, but other people more, uh, particularly the CIA and shit, and how they murdered Supreme Court justices and shit like that. And she got it right. And the worst part about it is that the reason that everyone's like all gung ho and trying to chop their heads off is because you know her her the, the her teacher who she's sleeping with gets killed Mm -hmm. kind of first i guess um sends it off to the fbi and shit and and it gets passed around the white house like everyone is like freaked out by like everyone gets the paper from this nobody that wrote it you know based on evidence and stuff that she came up with you know who she thought that wasn't real and she just wrote it like it just like this makes sense to me but i don't know if it's real and it turned out to be real and jenna washington plays the reporter that eventually what they eventually hook up and actually solve the mystery together it's actually more convoluted than it's all. But after seen. hooking up, no, they're not. They don't hook up like that. But uh, okay. um, they hook up and then they meet up. And I realized like, That's right. Uh,
2: you said you said Denzel uh, Washington, not Michael Douglas. Right.
1: Right. It was not Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is not in this movie at all. Um, but he was a. Uh, that was his heyday, though nineties for sure. Maybe he would have done that. Um, I know that in a different in a different time. Let's say this movie was made roughly today or this this decade, right? I mm-hmm. think. The movie would have leaned way, focused way more on the fact that there's this girl, a, a smart girl, sure, but she's not like st- worldly. She doesn't have that much experience. She's not street smart. Um, it would have focused on this person going from like zero to hero kind of thing, you know, but not like in a hero way, more like you would see her like turn into a more of a cautious, actually like doing good plays kind of girl because that's how Julia Roberts is in the movie. Is that she doesn't know exactly what she's doing? She thinks she's doing smart things. For example, like getting hotel room or a different hotel room every night, you know, to try to evade people might be following her or detection. And people are constantly following her and trying to get her out from the open, from public, let's say, to kill her. You know, like it's happening. The danger is always there. And um, you could I could see a movie where like they would have focused on that stuff and her getting better at it. As the movie progresses, as she gets lucky from being lucky on it, like lucky to not get killed to like actually being able to avoid getting killed. Um, I wish I kind of wish to remake that movie just for that reason. I know it's stupid, but whatever. Um, And the other thing I want to mention about this movie, which I think is good, by the way, uh, holds up. I mean, if I, I know I saw it back then, I promise you, I did not understand a lick of it back then i was nine years old even if i saw it like a few years later whatever 15 is still not old enough for me to really comprehend this movie and uh, and uh, all the complications and stuff so like sure. um totally liked it uh, also it's uh, it's a paper thriller so it, like it totally works on that front um so everyone watch it for that and i love that stuff paper thrillers are a lot of fun so check it out if you want the pelican brief it sounds very boring I know. And it do, but that do explain, though. And it's a good explanation as to why they call it that. But, like, it's a very boring title. So, it's like, it is, oh. it,
2: I agree. It is a boring title.
1: I'm like, I, you already don't want to see it if you've never heard of it. The Pelican no. Reef? No, thank you. Right. I it agree. sounds like I'm doing homework. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, last but not least here. Sorry, guys. I saw a movie, more, much more recent, called uh, Nobody. Have you heard of it?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually wanted to see this one in theaters. Did you just
1: see the theaters, also? Uh, No, I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Nobody is a movie. uh, Let's see here. Uh, um, A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord, which sounds almost like another survival movie, but you know, kind of yes, kind of no. This movie stars Bob Odenkirk. Actually, and uh, he's also got has, such a
2: unique name, but I always forget it.
1: Yes, you know I often forget his name too. Um, I also didn't grow up knowing his name the way people do. I, I like many Americans, met him through Breaking Bad. So, but uh, he was also kind of famous for in a lot of comedy circles way before that. But I know nothing about that life. Um, anyway, it also has Alexei Serebjavak. Yeah, well, no, I said that wrong. Serebryakov, uh, Connie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd. Michael Ironside, really? That was him. Damn, I need to look that again. Uh, Riza is in this too. Um, who is great? I love him and stuff. They use mm. him right. So anyway, this movie is I saw it because uh, one is Bob Odenkirk in an action movie. This is what this is. So like, sure, I'll see. I'll see what they can do. He's a comedian. He's also a schlubby guy. What can they yeah. do? You know, right, so? right, right. right, right. Uh, and I also saw, I want to say because uh, the director who is a uh, Russian, I believe, Ilya Naushlu. Now, Schuller, sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, he did Hardcore Henry, um, which is his breakthrough movie, right? That came out a few years ago, whatever it was. And that's the the best, you know, what do you call it? The best uh, FPS shooter movie adaptation that was never I would
2: agree with you, yes. Ever
1: made, you know, like <laughs> that's not based on anything, which sucks because they still haven't made a good or a great video game adaptation. Um, anyway. And that's why I wanted to see it. And it did not disappoint, Roth. It is a lot of fun. This movie was a lot of fun. I really think you'll like it. It has good progression. It's not like just... It's not balls-to-the-wall action all the time. But when... But it totally builds up to that, you know, the crescendoing, you know, the classic third-act stuff. Has Uh John Wick feel in that sense where, like, yes, there are going to be more bad guys as he survives the longest, right? And it's a lot of fun. It's... um, It's... So it's Bob Odenkirk plays a, a a guy who you wouldn't think ever in a million years could ever stand up for himself. There's actually a whole scene where there's a breakthrough in his house, like a, a burglary thing. And he the, he manages to catch the two, you know, young hoodlums, right? They're, they're in his house. And he actually stops himself from striking them, you know. And you get this notion of like, oh, man, he's out of the game. He can't even... He doesn't want to wake that demon, so to speak. You know, you may not know that right away unless you saw a trailer. I did not, um, but like, and then once you find out later on when he does unleash it and shit like that, like he is a fucking murderer. <laughs> this motherfucker is crazy, um, and was oh, it. Shit. Just has that that kind of fun energy. Um, yeah, and it really starts off in that bus, like I said. You know, he's defending some girl in a bus, and he like he's so mad from the day's events that he like relishes. He's like telling, he's telling himself under his breath, like, please come in the bus. Please. Like, he wants to start, oh, fighting, okay, you know, okay. and like just an excuse. And he uses that excuse. And it's actually kind of a dirty fight. My favorite scene is probably the bus scene, actually. A very dirty fight where he's get, like, getting his mojo back in the while fighting four or five dudes. And it's a lot of fun. And then it just goes from there. So, yeah, I recommend it. You'll like it, Ralph. I'm pretty sure you will. Um, it is on the radar side, though, just so you know. Um, so that that's it, and that's what I've been watching. That's what we've all been watching in the recent discoveries. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review um, the Netflix movie, which is called uh, um, "The Woman in the Window." So, cool. stay with us.
3: This is a safe place. I'm agoraphobic. I can't go inside I've been sleeping. Getting into a really dark frame of mind. So what's the latest on the street? Your neighbor. She's become a friend. Her name is Jane Russell. Do you want to go outside? You know, I have a shrimp of my own. <laughs>
1: A woman living alone in New York begins spying on her new neighbors only to witness witness a disturbing act of violence. This is The Woman in the Window, starring the venerable Amy Adams. It also has a lot of big actors for a movie that you wouldn't think so. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. It also has Gary Oldman in it, Anthony Mackie is in it, Julianne Moore. Jennifer Jason Leigh is in it. Wyatt oh. Russell, who is definitely lower tier from the other ones, but he's still well-known. Yeah. Uh, Brian Terry Henry, right, from Atlanta and shit. Like, a lot of big stars in this movie, I think. And uh, uh, I, w-
2: I would agree with you. More than I thought.
1: Right. Yeah. When I saw Gary Oldman was the father next time, I'm like, goddamn. Um, uh, Fred Hetchinger also should be mentioned, who is the son of this couple that she's spying on, I should say. Um, and not say, I just didn't say his name off the bat because he's not one of the famous ones. Uh-huh. Um, this movie was directed by Joe Wright, another strange name to hear relating to this movie. Um, who is best known for a lot of like British, uh, I don't want to say soap or dramas necessarily. They are dramas, but like a lot of soap, a lot of um, British type of serious shit. He does usually serious period pieces and shit like Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, you know, and shit like that. Uh, but he's also done Hannah. Which is like definitely more of a curveball pick, and we love that movie. I don't know about you. I think you love it, right?
2: Uh, I didn't see Hannah.
1: The movie? You never seen Hannah? No. You really? Oh, Wait. Wow. Have I seen Hannah so many times that I thought everyone around me did see it?
2: I'm pretty. Wait, is Hannah the little girl?
1: Yeah. And There's Eric Bana?
2: No, you know what? I did see that movie. I did like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what? I was confusing it for that other movie with uh, where they train the little girls.
1: They train the little girls. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is kind of similar to that one, but they train little girls, but to become like adult spies or adult killers. Um, hmm. It's not the Black Widow movie, obviously, because it's not out yet, but it's that other, it's that other movie. Oh, I forgot. Anyways, continue.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, are you talking about the Russian one? Yeah, yeah. The Red Sparrow? Yeah, Red Sparrow. Okay, yeah. When the little girls threw me off because she's not little, even when she starts, no one's little when they start. Okay, I, it threw me off. I'm like Red, I'm like it sounds like Red Sparrow. Except for the little girl parts. Um, anywhoos, Joe Wright directed it. Also uh, written by. I'm mentioning Tracy Slats as a writer because I both really like his acting and general and uh, his his uh, his writing style. He did Killer Joe and Bug, who are which are fucking. Bonkers movies. They're bonkers movies. They're like insanely um, written movies, and uh, both directed really well. I think by William Friedkin, the guy who did The Exorcist, yeah, yeah. movies. And it's a, uh, it's a, I don't know, man. If you want to have a bonkers script, and William Friedkin during the early two thousands or some, he really, I think he was doing some interesting stuff. So I'm glad that they got together for those movies. So yeah, Tracy Letts does, um, and for obviously for the longest time, I thought Tracy Letts was a woman. Uh, until I saw a picture of him years later. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck, that's a dude. Why? They I would have said the same crazy? thing. Yeah, I yeah. did. I mean, I don't look up celebrities like that. I don't, I don't know if someone's named Tracy Letts. I am going to assume that's a girl. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, if I thought it was a woman like that. I'm like, I was like, I was blown back. Like, this movie's crazy. Um, okay. So, uh, I picked this one instead of uh, Spiral, and I don't regret it. Uh, real quick, I think this movie is a lot of fun. And um, I think uh, the only real... A confusion I had with the movie in my own mind and my own while I was watching it is Uh that um, I did have some struggle between like seeing, uh, having fun with this movie, like in a campy way, like in its campiness, or Uh, if I should take it as serious uh, as like Rear Window, you know? Ah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like somewhere, and I think this movie really kind of falls somewhere between a a, not a B movie necessarily, because that's too much, but a campy horror movie. And uh, a rear window type movie, you know, a serious prestige mystery, you know. Yes, and, um, yes. I think I, it, I think it really goes between both, okay. and uh, and I like I said, I had struggles deciding uh, not deciding which one, not that I had to pick one, but there is a certain mindset that goes with them. And if a movie is not sure as to what to make me feel, or wants or what it wants, what I feel, it wants me to enjoy or not enjoy about a scene or an act or a performance. Um, makes me usually take it down a, a few points because I it make, makes me feel like the movie doesn't know what it wants to know, what it wants me to know. Um, mm. But, like, in the end, like, I ended up, like, and by, as, as always with these kind of movies, like, by the third act, I was like, yeah, okay, I, I got you. But, like, uh, I, I did struggle in there for a while. Besides that, though, uh, man, a- a- Amy Adams pretty great. Uh, more than pretty great. She's always obviously pretty solid. And lately, she's been doing a lot of these roles where she's playing... Um, not questionable people. Not exactly anti-heroes either. But like. Plays like. People who've done a lot of shit. And made some mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like she doesn't play any more of the. Natural heroine type people. You know. Ever since Arrival. I think she's been playing more and more of this role. Where like. You know. People are complicated. You know. We fuck up too. You know. Like she plays yeah, a different kind of protagonist. Even in bad movies. Like the hillbilly elegy. who Where she plays a clearly a, an addict. Uh, among other things, like oh. an addict and which makes her a bad mom at times, which makes her like all this abusive right um and I didn't like that movie I mean, she's good in it, but I didn't like the movie, but she's been playing more of these roles and this is w- one of them as well, and where she plays like a, a woman who clearly has, ha- has did something bad in the past has become agoraphobic which if you don't know it's um is it a disease? it's not a disease it's like a it's, what do you call it it's something where like basically you it's the fear of of uh, leaving the house so to speak you can't go outside yeah go Right, uh, i'm just saying just trying to explain it um, it's uh you can't leave the house it's like it's like going outside is too arachnophobic just to spiders you know and um it gives her panic attacks it's like physically she feels like she can't um and so, you know, that introduces some interesting things for sure about, you know, potential killers and whatnot. But yeah, it's, uh, so there's, it feels a little gimmicky, but also not. And, uh, the whole time it's like you kind of want to know what's going on with her or what happened, right? The letter right. list. And you kind of know, but you also kind of don't, you know, you just don't know for sure. Um, and along the way, she kind of entertains herself by like a lot of things around the house, usually wine. But, uh, when it's not just wine, it's also like, you know, peeking at the neighbors, right? Um, and it goes from there, as you may imagine. Again, feels like a rear window. So anyway, but I, I really it does, liked it. No. I, I really had fun with it. Um, not like a super serious movie, but I didn't have to take it that way. So what did you think? How did you take it?
2: Um, so actually, I kind of agreed with you when you were talking about how, uh, how it kind of fell in between like that rear window kind of... Um because uh, it obviously just reminds it to you. Also, there's a scene in the movie very early. I'm talking about like the first ten minutes, where I think she's watching Rear Window at one point. Um, oh, really? In the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I noticed it right away, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously, we know what you guys are doing here." Um, and uh, you know, what's it called? It just it, it But it does feel like you got to do something different, right? Right. So you got to, or you got to make it feel different, or you got to make it whatever the case is in this aspect. Two rear window because you don't want to do one though because that's already been done like and he did it really
1: good so like,
2: and he did it really good yeah so what are you doing here what's different besides why is she forced to be there you know and stuff like that so i uh I, I i do feel um i i kind of came into this movie and right away when i was like oh it's okay it's rear window and then i saw that she was watching rear window i was like oh geez um I was like, I, I was getting very weary. I, I went through the movie, the rest of it, we are very weary. But I will say something right away. Um, Amy Adams, great job. Um, Gary Oldman, I don't know what's going on with that, but at the same time, um, kind of scary. Um,
1: yeah, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, he looks like he uh,
1: has a number to a guy who knows a guy that can kill anyone for money.
2: Right. And then Wyatt Russell, why does he always have to play the same character? Uh, nice guy who can be a total asshole. Um, other than that, but maybe like...
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: He plays a lot of that. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, now I have. <laughs> sorry.
1: Way to show yeah. me the glitch in the Maid face. <laughs> right?
2: no, I know, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, but besides that, uh, I, I felt like... Um, obviously, the movie relies heavily on our heroine here, or our main actress, who, I, I mean, I think does a great job. Like I said, I mean, Adam does a great job. I just... I, I There's something... That, I guess, because I know something has to happen in the end, that takes something away from the movie for me. And I overall like it. I just can't give it anything over a three. It's even hard to give it, like, a four and a half out of five stars. It's really weird, because, like...
1: like, Well, I mean, four and a half is pretty fucking big in my opinion or
2: I mean. three and, a half, my oh, three and or half three and a half my I like, my <laughs> i'm a three and a half i just i kept i was looking the stars in my brain yeah and i saw three and a half but i said four and a half for some stupid reason mm-hmm. um yeah three and a half No, four and a half is gigantic are you kidding me mm-hmm. um uh so i can't i can't i not go past I don't, I don't i can't give it a three and a half it's just like it's a three and i liked it overall like um and i saw it in two sessions because i had to let's just how my schedule worked out. Yeah. Um, But, I don't know, it's just like, I just felt because it's been, it's been done before, and like, it just, it is something different, but it's just how it's said, and -hmm. then it just felt like you were kind of like mashing up other movies together, or other... I hate to say it because, like, ugh, the genre has been so done so well already. Like, <laughs> mean, it's just so. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, there's also Disturbia, which is surprisingly good.
2: Right. There's um, Disturbia. And there's. And I mean, there's, feel like there's, a, there's a little like bit a, of um, like what's remake. that? What's that one? Uh, funny people? Is that the one? Is that the movie?
1: Funny people. I never it's, seen Funny people.
2: No, is that what's that? What's that one? Or Funny Games? Or what's Oh, the oh,
1: oh wait, about the killers going into the house and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. What about that? That's a way oh, different movie.
2: No, that was a way different movie. But it's Funny Games. A funny games. It gives me like that. Uh, a character in the movie gives me that vibe of one of the characters. Oh
1: yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I know where what I going. that's where I was going. That's where I was going.
2: Like, there's like a lot of vibes going from. Uh, and I hate the to say it because I've yeah. seen so many movies. I'm gonna go and be like, oh, this reminds me of this. Oh, this reminds me of that. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. sucks that like I I wish I could I wish I could say this movie was like something original to it, and I just don't know what that is. Besides, like, obviously, like, I guess her thing. And it just doesn't feel, it just feels like a a mashup of a lot of other things. And, uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I guess, for me, doesn't, that's what doesn't do anything else extra for it. But I do agree with you with with the fact that it could be a campy movie. And maybe if I were to see it with somebody else, um, like I said, overall, I still like the movie. I just, you know, it's just, it's just there, though. It's yeah, not, yeah.
1: No, I, I, I got actually something in the, in spoilers that maybe will convince you to give it that half because I gave it two and a half, and he, right. I have a very particular reason.
2: Yeah, and I, say, I, love, I, love, I love Amy Adams' movie, and maybe there is something that I'm missing because I did see a lot of things, and I, I'm ninety percent sure I miss a lot of things too. But it is what it is, like you know, and maybe a second view through will tell me that, or talking through this uh, review will will push me over the edge. But I just feel like it's it's missing something for it to be. Missing something for me? Unless you let's see if we can get it in this review. All right, so that's my that's my quick thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, and uh, uh, I guess before we get into more spoiler area, I want to say that um, that it is um, it is a weird mystery. Is that the one the one curveball? Let's say from your classic, uh, no one no one's gonna believe you bit because this is the same it's almost like the reason why children are good protagonist in this kind of mystery because no one's going to believe children or people who cry wolf right all the time or this right. reason. Uh, she's like a little bit of that because no one treats her seriously she has agoraphobia she takes a lot of medication and she's obviously been abusing that medication with alcohol and yeah. it's um it's one thing after another some of it actually a lot of it on her own making of her own design that she got herself in this position where no one believes her or no one wants to believe her. And the interesting thing about it is because is that um, several different people in the movie that she is talking to or tells her story to about what's going on across the street is um, what I like about it is that no, it's not a uniform thing. Yes, yeah. for the most part, the people with power To help her, i.e. the police, i.e. her psychologist, let's say. Um, Yeah, probably will not believe her. They don't. But, like, others kind of, like, kind of do. Or others can do. Or others are sympathetic to what she's trying to say. And I like um, how the movie, it doesn't, it doesn't paint one brush against her. It brush, it mainly, it kind of, it feels like, this is just a feeling because I don't have exact details for everything. But it feels like the movie is, paints a lot of different colors to a lot of motivations of the people around her and i like how the movie makes it seem seems like it's like it's nothing like it's seamless like it's part of the thing she tells one person the story that person might believe it. that person could do that information with it, what if they will and it might manifest later in a better way or not at all and uh so i like that stuff i just want to say that because that's kind of uncommon with screenwriters because um usually they're when you write a genre, especially a specific thriller type of mystery box genre, where you're in one location the whole time and shit like that, mm-hmm. yeah, is that um, you kind of get stuck in? It's almost like um, like tunnel vision in regarding like what the other characters uh, or what the uh, what all the characters have to. They all have to kind of like see everything through the lens of the thriller of the of the of the mystery in the movie, but that's not even true. They, they all have their own problems. And uh, yeah. they will have their own shit. And yes, uh, many writers have done this before too. Rear Window, again, good example of this because every, I mean, yeah, every, every household. Reason, that it, it, I think it's going to be into, the, the, the one for. that we use the most. Yeah. It really is a perfect movie. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, I really like how that stuff works um, in it now that you ru- uh, ruined the rust Wire for me. Thank you. Uh, I You're <laughs> welcome. I think he is He is pretty much the same kind of character. He's pretty good. Um, not like, you know, I, I, as a neighbor, like, it's such a... I don't know what to think of him at first. Like, I, I got him later on. I understood him, but I think. But in the beginning, it's so weird because he's... he's. We start off meeting him as, like, a helper. Helping her bring stuff in, for example. And not just that, but, like, other things, too. And he is instantly annoyed. Like, they've been doing this for a while.
2: Yeah. He's instantly annoyed. Like, and, I, and, I think, and I him. think the movie does a good job of, like, kind of, like, telling you later... Right, but uh, or explaining stuff later. But he is instantly. I mean, like, can you blame him? Though she seems like she bothers him all the time.
1: Yeah, but you also could say no. But I guess maybe he feels like if he starts saying no, right, and then his yeah. position as uh, as her tenants, you know, might might waver. Um, but I never, I never took that Amy Adams' character. I forgot her name in the movie already. um, That her character would exactly kick her off for saying no to helping her. But I don't know. I guess it was maybe this thing where he also feels, like, really sorry for her and shit. But, like, I don't know. People are so weird when it comes to this kind of stuff that, I don't know, if you're really that annoyed, just say no. I don't understand. Just go stay home. Um, but whatever. Was, that's other people's problems. I just I just thought it was weird in the open, in sure. the whole first act. You're like, um, other
2: people's problems.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I would just say no. Just whatever. I mean, this is your life or not. I, what do you want to do? I don't know. Um, okay. Now, we're going to get into this game spoilers for a woman in the window, uh, starting right now.
3: My neighbor Jane, she's been stabbed.
1: Detective Little, NYPD. Where's Jane? Mr. Russell believes that you made a mistake. You have never met my wife.
3: (sighs) Ma'am, you all right? I know Jane. Jane's been in my house. I'm Jane Russell. I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. They're all hiding something. I told you, you, you will not I've never have my mother. Stop watching
1: our house. The doctor said that your meds can cause hallucinations.
3: I'm not hallucinating. I think there's somebody in my house.
0: Don't go looking into other people's houses. Like what you
1: see. Okay. Uh, she dies. Everyone dies. Um, everyone. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so what, what I think uh, the. Here's, here's, the thing, here's my little pitch to you. Isn't that a big pitch? A little pitch to you why I event would event. give it that extra half a star. Okay. Or why I think it's a little better than what you were saying. Okay. And as far as your problem goes with what you think might something might be missing and so on. In my, um, uh, my
2: best my best uh, Frasier voice. <laughs> I'm listening.
1: Um, that's good. Um you know they were remaking that? Why are they remaking that show? No, they're not. You didn't hear about this? No. Really? Yeah. They, they want to bring it back and shit. <laughs> Frasier again. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I'm watching it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch this. <laughs> fucking show. Um, okay. Um, anyway, uh, what I think this movie is doing, and this is a bit meta. Okay, Rasa? <laughs> maybe bear with me a little bit.
2: Oh Jesus, please!
1: How I mentioned how the movie is like somewhere between, you know, more of this campy thriller mystery thing, you know, where it gets not action heavy, but it gets some action heavy for sure, and it gets it gets to places, and then between that and being like a really serious you know, uh, look at this character. She's so fucked up. Please, let's... Hopefully, she gets better by the end of the movie, kind of feel. Or... Uh-huh. or gets, like, significantly worse in a way where the ending is satisfying, but in the opposite way, you know? Something like that. Yeah. So it's one or the other. I think this movie is literally playing with the tropes of both ideas. And so, right before she... <laughs> okay, so, okay. Remember the scene where she... Uh, um. Crushes her her pills into the powder. She's about yeah. to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Up great to scene by point. the way. Very very. Uh, I thought she was gonna do like pull a dollar bill out of nowhere, and I was like, oh shit, let's go. No, he <laughs> snorted. Uh, yeah, I really thought it. I was
1: like. This no, movie no. I a, knew she was gonna mix it with wine because no, I
2: do that. I mean, the, the whole movie, she's I fucking think her blood is mainly wine. My question is, where is she getting the wine from? Because like, she doesn't go out.
1: I mean, you can get everything delivered. No, I,
2: I know you can. It's just like I never see her do it, so I guess I'm like always. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean that question. Definitely, I did think of that question, but it didn't bother me that much. I don't remember. No, Um, she
2: just has an abundant amount of wine. (laughs) It's it's disgusting. She drinks like probably like three bottles a day.
1: It does seem that way. Um, Yeah, yeah, her blood. (laughs) She's two percent wine and the rest is blood. (laughs) Two percent wine. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, Anyway, so that scene. So the movie went. I think the movie was going definitely back and forth on it. And I think the interesting characters along the way, like the way Gary Ullman just explosively reacted to her—not explosively like that, but like but he was no, instantly he an does, asshole, instantly he an does asshole, instantly
2: asshole, instant
1: yeah. asshole, right? And the son is very weird, which makes you think that he has some sort of like an issue, right? Some yeah something that requires a therapist to help him out with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then the mother, which is uh, Julianne Moore, who is only in one scene and then flashbacks after that. Uh, of that one scene, really, um, <laughs> which is know. a very uh, anime. Make, style. But she makes such an entrance, though. <laughs> she's know. such a unique, weird. She,
2: well, she's. I think she's just so different in comparison to everybody else. That Not how just, do you?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. To everyone, right? If this movie was about biker chicks, definitely she would just be one of many. But like, she was like
0: right. really significantly.
1: Sure, so. She 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 stayed her welcome. That's my point. She yeah, made yeah, me yeah. remember her, and I think mm-hmm, that's I very intentional. and very good of the movie that I did it, and um, so I think. Leading up to, so that, that whole thing is what, these are all the things that made, me f- that made me think like this movie is either campy or fucking like wants to be serious. And I don't mean serious like in a bad way or in a good way. I just, it's just a shorthand to say that this movie wants to really make you think about something or really wants you to be uh, empathetic with whatever situation is happening. In this case, an agoraphobic person that went through some shit and then you find out obviously that, you know, she killed her family in a car accident. Bad. We just obviously and not, and realizing the twist, of course, that she wasn't talking to her kid at all. It was just yeah, in yeah, her, in her mind, all fucked up. And then, so I thought that right when that suicide scene, the powder scene, I thought that this movie was definitely leaning to that serious way, and because it felt that way, this that felt like the ending, and it was written I, I, like I would an agree. ending.
2: Yeah.
1: It was written like an ending. And I think that what the movie did is that it's, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say this saying that makes no sense, but everyone knows it is that the movie tried to have his cake and eat it too. Where like, but I think it succeeded though. Um, where like, it has that ending where like you can have it end there. She's ready to go. You realize the, the everything you, you, as the audience, know everything you need to know about her, at least enough to know exactly what bothers her, what she can't get over. It really does. It really is sad and it really is sucky and it really is traumatizing that she went through this and that this is where she can go. That she cannot handle living anymore. She can't handle existing anymore. She can't handle this house, this fucking kid, this whatever. Sure. Um, and that she has to end it. And in a serious drama, you know, kind of a whatever kind of way, uh-huh. it does feel like that's a perfect ending. And then the movie says, like, no, we're also going to have the camp ending. And, like, she finds a picture, and then from there it goes fucking bonkers. Um, And it becomes, like, this whole thing, like, running from your life, and then there are, like, multiple murders happening, and uh, you call back that scene of the sky roof window thing that's collapsing, and then, uh, yeah, it just goes nuts. So I think it wants to have both endings, and it does. And I think it successfully does it, and that's why I feel like the movie's purposely trying to get us to not really side with what kind of movie we're watching the whole time until the end.
2: I, I okay. I, I get what you're saying. Um, not though,
1: Yeah, half a star more.
2: Yeah. I, no, I'm not saying it's a full star either. I'm just saying I, I get what you're saying. It's just I don't know. Um, I, don't know. I, I I feel like if I rewatched this movie with Ashley, Ashley would love it. First of all, um, uh, I think she'd be like, "Oh my god, what's going on? What's going to happen?" And because she's like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I feel like uh, I probably I probably would do that. Give it that extra half star. Um, but I, I have to rewatch it. I get what you're saying though. I just, I just, you know.
1: I guess I, I had fun as a re- reading it as like a, I'm not reading it, but seeing the movie as like a script that it must've been fun to think of it this way. And I guess, and it felt so on purpose. Yeah. <clears throat> the way it all shaped out yeah. that I was like, oh, okay. It sure, felt sure, sure. very much like on purpose.
2: I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I know. Re- I do agree with <laughs> you though. It does, not that you're saying it like that. I mean, it does make sense.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, what do you think of the mystery? Then did you? I mean, well, I feel like phone. we're getting
2: like red herrings thrown on
1: us. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you so. know. Well, I mean, not that, not a red herring necessarily, but the real curveball is that you don't even know if uh... now I, the movie never really convinced me of this, but the movie almost convinced me on this is that she could be making the shit up, and not Dude, all of it.
2: Well, especially when she does that one like. Oh my god! What what part of the scene? What scene was it where she does that? Where uh, they're the second time they're talking to the, the cops?
1: Yeah, yeah. When the actual mother comes out?
2: When the actual, yeah, when the actual mother comes out and what's like, and she's like throwing everybody under the bus. <laughs> Fucking like this guy has this, this guy has that, or whatever. Yeah, it's, dude. And it was just like and you just don't you don't know if anything is what's true and what's not. It it is kind of shitty, you know. So like,
1: yeah. Right, right, and it's uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, definitely the most questionable scene. Like, yeah, maybe maybe she's making some of it up, you know, right? And and then obviously when you realize that she wasn't um, talking to her dead husband, or her yeah. dead kid, um, you start really wondering if Julianne Moore was real. Um, that she had yes. been an but, old friend that she's he, so desperate to talk to, you know, right? Something Even like for
2: that. a little bit, you do you do you do kind of feel like that? Yes, I agree.
1: Right, and not to say that the that the murder didn't happen, maybe or something else, and she just saw her friend, and it was someone else, or that the kid isn't going through some shit that the Gary Olman, the father uh, across the street, isn't still like abusing him or up to some shady shit. Like all that still was in play. I think even while I was questioning the reality of some of her, not case because she's not in a case, but you know the details sure. of her mystery. Right, um, like it, it, the movie does it somehow. It works both ways, like. It's both about the woman and it's both about what the window's looking at, you know, (laughs) so to speak. Um, It's both about the mystery and the woman. And the mystery of the woman leads to the actual results, which is why I think the movie is, uh, it's like, yeah, it's a real well-written, campy movie in the end. But yes, it works out. I Um, agree. So, but would uh, the mystery work for you, though, uh, besides? uh...
2: Yeah, I thought it was different. I mean, I thought it was, uh, I mean, like I said, you kind of have to be. Um, I thought it was, uh, what's it called? that's where the whole, like, funny games part comes in, right? For me? Yeah. Um, because that's when, uh, the, at that point, you're like, well, especially once you see the picture that she sees it, because I, I didn't think she, I mean, it was maybe like a split second where I was like, I, I hope, it was more like, I hope she didn't imagine seeing Julianne Moore, right? But you, the movie, I think, does an okay job. Um, okay a pretty good job. Of kind of like making you think that for for that time, right?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but you're like, you're, I was more like, I hope she, I hope it doesn't go that route, and she's just fucking crazy, and then we're just watching a crazy person because like that that probably leave me more fucked up, and it would be probably more like a horror movie in my case if she was just like gonna continue seeing crazy shit. That would have been actually a cool twist. But yeah, besides, yeah,
1: that's true.
2: But besides that, let's not go into that something that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> the I I. I uh, when I when you see the picture of her and you are like, oh, so who the fuck is it? And like the movie leans towards one person, so I was like, it's not that person. It's not because the movie is leaning too much on this person, <laughs> right? So I was like, and I would and when when you find out it ends up being uh, word spoilers, right? we're her? yeah, yep. yeah. So when when it finds out be the kid, like, and you are like, who's been like taking pictures of him of her? I I thought it was more like gonna be more of a what's it called? More of a a combo a wabo combo of uh, the husband and the the what's it called the tenant okay. oh no the, well, the husband tenants. and the tenants yeah because it, it kind of is leading towards Wyatt's character you know or what's his name's character whatever his mm-hmm. name is. um it's kind of leaning towards David's character uh that it's 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 it, he did it like like he he did something and it just ended up like he did it for Russell or something like that's what i right, thought
1: right for money or because he knows he for, was well, like, more like so he doesn't something. get caught up right. with
2: his thing because he even mm-hmm. talks about i have someone who's gonna help me with my like what do you mean you fucking did a fight mm-hmm. like with your right. evading jail time and like, who's gonna help you with that how are you gonna get help you know you need a lawyer for that shit right that's <laughs> you don't you don't pay who are you gonna pay off and that's when you think that's when you talk about that's when you start thinking about russell you know that's what the movie does a, a job of pushing towards him, so I was kind of thinking it's not. so I wanted to see who it was, and once it's a kid...
1: I Yeah, maybe he was more of a red herring than I initially thought. I didn't take him that seriously. Um, <laughs>
2: right. You no, know. I, how do you not? Yeah, it's just, um, that's when you get that whole, like, funny, funny games vibe off the kid, and he just wants to do it, because the kid's fucking crazy, um, and, like, I don't know, uh, yeah, I just, I, you know. I, it, it almost yeah. did come out of left field, though, but at the same time, not Really? I guess it's like, um like it was believable enough, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Um I did like to think about, because, you know, we find out that uh, Julianne Moore's character, you know, after hanging out with this girl, she met up with the downstairs tenant, whatever, and slept with him. And it was such a weird... Post experience or whatever that she kept talking about her shit in her life, right. that this guy ran away for a while. <laughs> I just like, to, I just like thinking about the scene. You know, I mean the lost scenes of that kind of stuff happening. Like, sure, sure. I mean, I can imagine Julia Moore driving this guy nuts day one. Like, not even a whole day one. It's like the sure. same night, you know, yeah. to the point where he has to run away from her for a while. Like that's insane.
3: I mean, for yeah. sure, his
1: reaction is obviously way more dramatic. I think, but like I think so too. But yeah, Juliana Moore was a little. I mean, she was she was definitely left field kind of person. Like she was constantly saying weird things and reacting weirdly to everything Amy Adams was saying to her. So, um, not that Amy Adams was like fucking stable either, but like you know, definitely felt more stable. Than, right. <laughs> you know? I just like I just like thinking about what that what those scenes must have <laughs> looked like. You know. Huh? Um, so yeah uh yeah like overall it's a success it's a hit it's a oh I well, hit by you know it 's a fun movie it's a fun movie to watch it's It definitely entertained me and I think uh you know if you want to call it movies that 's the point of them and they worked um so yeah uh, that's all I got though on this movie what, do you have anything else you wanna say mm, no no hmm. All right. Uh, all right we're gonna take another little break here uh from now uh, what did we just see the woman in the window right so we're going to take a break here <laughs> when we come back. Uh, we're going to watch a different movie The one you picked, Rob, which is what?
2: Uh, yep, yeah. Those Who Wish Me dead.
1: That's right So, stay with us Why'd they put you in a fire tower?
3: Well, I'm just lucky, I guess I read the wind wrong
0: I should have gone to them then you've been dead too
3: that's our job hey stop i'm not gonna hurt you i want to see where the blood's coming from it's not my blood you in trouble else in trouble? My dad said if anything happened, I should find someone I can trust. Are you someone I can trust?
2: A teenage murdered witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Whatever in the whole movie. Uh, those who wish me dead is uh, the name of this movie starring Angelina Jolie.
1: Uh, and, I think it's pronounced Angelina.
2: You're right, my bad. Angelina Holy. Uh, you saw how I also said her name differently.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Um, I uh,
2: Nicholas Holt. Uh, Finn Little. <laughs> That's the kid. Uh, John Barenthal. Poor bastard. Uh, uh, Aidan Gillen, or Guillen. Mm. Gillen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Weber, or Weaver. Um... Medina Sanghor, uh, or Sanjor, Sen- uh,
1: and is that, the, is that the share with wife? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah She's yeah. a badass, bro.
2: And uh, Tyler Perry. i will leave it at that. Only because I like Tyler Perry. Ugh, my wife's so annoying. Anyways, um, <laughs> calling me in the middle of a recording. Unreal. <laughs> uh, this is a movie directed by Taylor Sheridan. Who, if I remember correctly, did those other movies that we like? Uh, Hell or High Water, Wind River. I like Wind River. Sicario. This is writers. He's the writer. But he directed. Um, I think he's. He only directed this one in Wind River. But I remember liking Wind River. Um,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: So, besides that, this is. Um, what's it called? Uh, I'll go first and see when. Since this is technically my movie. Uh, where is it? I just lost it. Sorry. Um, I think this movie, I felt like, uh, I felt like I was watching the movie Firewatch. Remember that game?
1: I really like that game.
2: I, I, I like the game too. Um, what's it called? Uh, and, uh, I felt like I wanted something closer to that. And what I got was this. Uh, so, like, I felt kind of left down, overall. Um, I, I feel like the stuff that we got in the beginning with Angelina Jolie was okay at best, and then, like, what happens for later, and then, uh, overall, like, how the movie is and where it is, where it takes place, uh, is, is, I, I like the premise, I like what's, and I like the fact that, like, these guys, um... Kern Patrick and uh, what's his name Jack, who play in the movie Nicholas Holt and Aidan Gillen's characters, uh, they are like fucking on it. Like, and I love, I love how the movie is kind of like, like, let's go, let's go. We don't have anywhere to like, we have, uh, we have, you know, like an hour and a half to do this movie. And let's go, which is an hour and forty. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I really felt like the movie was just like, no, we're moving along, we're chugging along. Let's, let's, let's get it. Let's get out of the way. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool, right?" Um, you like, and it, it made sense for what they're doing, also, since it was time-sensitive stuff. Uh, I just felt like, like towards the end, though, it was like lacklusterish, and I felt like, um, I felt like in those those, I just it didn't, it just I guess it just didn't do it for me overall. And I wanted something else. Um, I guess I expected to get a little bit more story and not just as much action or like almost like, just tell me what was the fucking note. Um, and like, and yeah, so so yeah, that's um that's, I I guess I came out a little bit more disappointed. I like a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie, but I came out just like, eh, not as not as as happy as I would have wanted, I guess or my expectations, and I didn't even know anything about the movie, which was, I had like almost no expectations, but like, I guess what I would have preferred to watch um so yeah, with the with the with the scenario or with the setting that we're taking place. In. Um, but yeah, and then Angelina Jolie. Um, I don't know. I think is doing uh, what's that actor? Who's that other actor that does like that wants to do? Oh, it's kind of like doing like kind of like a Will Smith thing, where I think she's playing roles that she, uh, her character needs to be like doing certain things. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, Will Smith always picks roles that is very family oriented or whatever the case is, and he his character has to fall in line with stuff like that, right? With morals or whatever the case is.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think that's. I think she's starting to do that also, which is, I mean is not a bad thing. But I, I didn't notice that. Um, so uh, yeah, that's my thing. I guess I wanted more from it, or something different.
1: Yeah, um, I I feel not. You know, I feel kind of the same, almost. Like, I feel like this movie is almost on par. It has the, or maybe it has the bones to be the, um, how do I say this? Because, you know, Hella High Water and, and what's the, what's the snowy one? Um Wind River. Wind River. Ah. Uh, I mean, they're both, I think they're both different movies. I would say crime is the one thing that kind of unites them. It's like crime is just like the heavy moti- motivation in both uh, a lot of law enforcement stuff and stuff like that, but, um, and criminals, but like it's, uh, they're both they're different though. Hello, high water is like a fun ride. Uh-huh. And, um, while it's also like, I don't want to say teaching you a lesson, but making a point about the world. Right. Um, and uh, I saw it again recently, and just a, a fun movie. Well, all I can watch it whenever. Uh, whenever I can't watch it, whenever, but, but that's because like it kind of not fucks you up, but it kind of like makes you feel it. Yeah. Um, yes. You know what I'm saying? and makes you feel it a lot. Actually, this is the one flashback scene. Of course, it's just so. hard. Yeah, I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think without that flashback scene, the movie's kind of like cluster.
1: Right. No. Yeah, yeah. It is, and that's and I say, the the position, like the when they choose to give you that flashback, is perfect. And it's uh, it just works ma- it works magnificently. Um, yeah. I do think that this movie does not meet those the the success of those two movies. I agree. Um, not to, I mean, yes, I was expecting it because of those two movies. Um, so yeah, I guess in that regard, I was disappointed. However, and the bad title aside, because I don't like the title. I don't like titles where they're like a sentence for something, and I don't. know. I, in general, I don't, and they usually don't work for me <laughs> sure, and it doesn't work for this one I don't think <laughs> okay um it's like what am I doing here? the movie like what the fuck? come on, come on, say something um anyway uh besides that uh, I think that this movie um almost gets there even a few times. I think that this movie could have even i think this movie could have even been shorter had it like maybe i mean I hate doing this, but I'm doing it. If the movie started off with maybe like a, like a, not like a flashback, because if the movie starts off with a flashback, that's not a flashback, that's the first timeline. But like, if it starts off with, um, like, uh, an older, or I mean, an older, a younger, uh, Angelina Jolie going through shit, or maybe a current Angelina Jolie in one scene going through something, and then we don't see her again we just focus on the kids and the other kid and the father and then the murders, right. The arson thing actually opens up with the arson explosion house. I thing. Ju-
2: yeah. I just think that she's so big of a character of an actress. You no,
1: know? no, I know that, but I, you know, that's, again, that's, there are other, I, right. No, and, I get it, but that, I
2: think yeah. that's the problem with the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way you're saying, they, they wouldn't be able to do that because then they'd be like, well, why are we paying Angelina? I, for I
1: won't so be much? surprised if that's in her contract. I honestly will not
2: be Yeah, she needs a minimum of 35 minutes in the movie of right. screen time or something stupid like that. You know? Well,
1: the thing is that like, I think the movie would have been way better, infinitely better, if the boy discovers her along with us. You yes. Know? You know what I mean? And then the rest of the movie is her. It's both of them, sure. And she's the main star after that. And she would be, of course, because she's trying to save this boy. And everyone else is obviously trying to save this boy, but they're not with the boy. And the sheriff is involved in the wife, and you go back and forth between the killers and, and the forest fire, and it, like that would have been such a because it's so exclusively about these two killers and their mayhem that they cause. Because again, they cause the fire yeah. that uh, it's like I feel like the movie would have benefited from just holding off on Jolie's character a little bit.
2: Yeah, I um, I wanna I wanna say that, that you. I think you could still you can still put her story somewhere, um, to a certain extent, like of her like why she's there, what she's feeling, her past. You can still put that. I wouldn't know where because I'm not the editor and I'm not the right. director. But I think I think you could make it work if you did what you're saying though, because I think I think it would make it more of a, um, I think it would be more like a holy shit kind of thing, you know.
1: Not, um, and not just that, not only will it make that one scene when the boy meets her um, m- much more impactful, but it'll just like, it'll set the audience straight on what we should be focusing what on. What
2: should we focus on? Yeah, I, I do agree with that because there is a little bit too much to focus on of like, oh, well, this is going on with this person. Oh, but this person's got this.
1: Right. This I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. like, I want her whatever. I mean, we're getting also kind of dancing towards the spoilers. Right we're now. very
2: much dancing. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Maybe I won't yeah. say that yet. But like. There's, uh, you know, this kind of movie also kind of falls with the same traps as uh, these kind of movies in general. Where, like, a big, you know, uh, an extraordinary event makes this ordinary person who's fucked up for these reasons have to, like, be overcome uh, with all this emotion and dramatic shit. and And then, you know, by the end, she learns something in relation to whatever's fucking her up. Like, that's very common, and this movie has that. And the way the movie sets it up feels kind of boring, kind of bland, kind of, like, done, like, a thousand times before. So maybe that goes along with with that. Like, if we didn't focus so much on that stuff in the beginning, on the first act, we didn't – we could have just, like, estimated. We could just, like, felt that coming through as the movie progressed with her later on with the kid. Like, we didn't yeah. need to get handed us this all this shit. Yeah, I, agree.
2: I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know what? I think that probably would have made the movie – Better, um, or at least more likable. Word, word. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, Do you want to get into spoilers? Yeah, people? let's get into it. Just kind of We got, yeah, we, got, we accidentally went into it a little bit. So uh, yeah, for spoilers for uh, those who wish me dead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking titles. I know. I know. Starting now. We promise absolutes. Act accordingly.
3: came for your father.
1: Did you see their faces? Cut you down. Give me something else
3: to worry about. You can on for a long time. Listen. You're gonna run. And you're gonna keep running. That eats everything in its path.
2: You really want to die for this kid?
3: Take a deep breath. Hold it. And lay back. What happens
1: next? right in the eye. They all almost died. Yeah, that's the other thing that kind of bothered me. I thought this movie was going to be a little more hard hitting on that stuff. Um, uh, by the way, by the way, died sure, sure, like four times. Four uh, times. Yeah. No, I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad. I'm actually. I like those scenes. Like, generally those scenes involving the the killers seemed uh, a combination of practical and, like, you know, like, shit happens. Shit can happen. Like, you can survive. Not miraculous. It'll feel that way. But, like, you know, anything can happen. And even these killers don't have that much control. You know, I really like how these two, you know, ex-military, probably Navy SEAL. I don't know what they are about these armed trained assholes operatives. They um I like how they're put in in a situation in a forest. They're put in a forest. And they don't and they have to kinda of like adapt to it. And I like how everyone around them, all the heroes, are they know and are more adaptive to the forest than they are. Yeah. They're not as good as killing as they are. And they're not yeah. as ruthless. No. But they have an advantage. And they both have this equal equal balance of of what they're good at and bad at. And I like that. The movie kind of does that without like making it like all a big part of it. And I like it about that. It's, it's one of the best things about the movie. Um, and it doesn't make a big deal out of it. And it just happens. And the progression of these scenes were like at first when they meet the wife. And, you know, and then and then later on with the sheriff. And like it kind of makes sense, you know. Like I don't – I didn't believe when they meet the sheriff after the wife escapes from the cabin – I didn't believe that they wouldn't shoot him. I think that, that was just a writer wanting John Beranton alive longer. I did feel that way to me. I didn't like that. Cuz I felt like the movie would not have let this killer, these killers not kill this guy. Yeah. I feel I felt that way. Now, maybe just the movie didn't convince me well enough uh, otherwise. Um obviously, you know, it happened the way it happened. And I really thought that they were just pulling their punches a bit. I really thought that the movie was trying to like Kind of make this a feel good movie by the end. Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Obviously, we find out that the sheriff did die, and I guess he succumbed to his wounds. I'm surprised he survived the fire. But once I found out they were surviving the fire, before I found out that he was dead, I was like, "Man, this movie doesn't want anyone to die."
2: Yeah, I was kind of pissed about that. And then when he's found dead, I was like, "Okay, that makes at least us better." But even that, right. and I know like, it sounds weird. But, but, it, but... no, it, uh, you're, I agree with you. It does sound weird. But at the same time, like, not everybody lives. That's that's fine. Like you're yes. you're fine killing everybody up to this point, and then all of a sudden you're not because now they're main characters. Like you're fine killing the the beginning murder. That's fine because mm-hmm. we didn't care because we didn't know. You're fine killing the dad, the guy, the kid's dad, right? Mm-hmm. But that's semi semi but big that's character. That's
1: for the premise of the movie. Right? That's for
2: the premise of the movie exactly. Right. So that continues, but then you're not fine killing anybody else that's not a secondary or tertiary character.
1: Right. And it, it both makes these killers feel less important or less capable as characters sure. who are hard as steel. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think that the movie is pulling its punches. It just felt that way. I'm not saying that it would, uh, you know, whatever, I don't know what, but like, I'm saying it felt like it did. And that maybe that's part of why this movie was uh, definitely a, a second to, to the director's other films.
2: Yeah. I, I will agree with you there. Um, I did like a part where John Berthold's character, um, he kind of like is like i'm done kill me now like and, that, yeah. and that's a good that's a good part that i actually really enjoyed in the movie yeah. for the yeah. fact that i think it's very that felt very human and grounded and like this isn't a movie this is like I'm, I'm not gonna you know and he's a man who stands by his principles he's like i know better almost i obviously trained survival school it's like no i'm not gonna continue doing your shit because i don't want to you know like i'm not why would i want you to lead me somewhere to hurt people just to kill me and i just did all the damage right i'm smarter than that i know yeah. better you yeah. know and he does antagonize him to a certain extent and you know they obviously play to the fact that he's overall a good person right and he still wants to do good by like you know trying to help in whatever scenario or whatever he can think that he could potentially help in right so like they over the end all like no you're gonna do it regardless right so they still do it. It's eh, kind of chicken shitish, but not, 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 to, at least the fact that he had that, he said that was really powerful in a movie and not just yeah. like, you're going to go along with it. I felt like someone had a brain cell for once, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I like that thing too.
2: Yeah. Um, right. And then I just felt like after that, like he should have just died and he should have died up there when he got shot and it'd be like, oh, babe, I'm not going to make it. And I just feel like maybe had they even said that, had they even put that in, you, that's five seconds of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and she's like, even if she were to be like, no, I'm going to try to keep you alive. And we all know that he was going to die. It probably would have been better than seeing it at the end of the movie,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know? And then at least it would have been like, well, we kind of know he's probably going to die, but we'll see. Right. And then they're like, oh, let's see if the movie actually has the balls to do it. And then he's dead. And you're like, oh, okay. The movie did have the balls to do it. Instead of us going like, oh, they're probably all alive. He's like, oh, they killed them. I mean, okay, I guess, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it's just like, it needed to be a little bit more challenging in that aspect. I do agree with you in that aspect. Um, it would have yeah, probably think, made the think, movie just I, I,
1: better. Yeah, I think a movie like this, where like it's being, it's being serious about this crazy plot. I acting it seriously, it's directing it seriously. It's not making fun of it. It's not inserting jokes to alleviate anything. It's doing it seriously. And a movie like this, when it's about life and death, literally, I think if you added a little bit more death, would have actually made the stakes a little more believable. I think, by the end, when you get to that scene with Nicholas Holt and Jolie, um, obviously, and the kid, I mean dumb kid, I know he saved her again, that kind of seems tropey, too, but whatever it happened and um so what do you think of Jolie though, and by the end, you know
2: I mean by the end, it was like <laughs> it was almost like she needed a, uh she needed a message from somebody or something to get her out of her rut, right. Of like, hey, you're a per- you're obviously a really good firefighter in the or forest firefighter. If there's a difference, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. Yeah, um, you're obviously a very good. You know, like it, what you need to know that you got to get out of your funk. You got screwed over, whatever the case was, right? And it sucks. Don't stop feeling kind of sorry for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And like the kid having literally being shat on. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, I saw my mom die through cancer, and then I just saw my dad get shot to death. Um, what's your issue right and you're like oh okay yeah you know like i should i should suck it up right um i i felt like that was cool to get her motivated to kind of like just continue further and like i need to help you and i need to do my job right Mm -hmm. okay that was cool and i and I, i i dug that i didn't dig the fact that like uh she goes against this killer and i know she's supposed to be like not as whelming, right, or overwhelming as a guy is going to be, because she's just a firefighter in comparison to a train killer. Right. Um, I just felt like there was so many opportunities where I felt she should have died,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: and I felt like something closer yeah, to that. Aspect. I wasn't
1: a fan of the the setup for that. Actually, yeah,
2: I felt like either you should have just that fight took too long, and it felt like I felt like you should have just made it more like real life, and it's like either she got shot and got killed, or you should have she managed to kill him faster. You know what I'm saying? Like not like
1: oh, God, I you just know, felt, maybe like, I just
2: felt like they wanted to make her feel like an action hero again, oh, you know. Or,
1: or make her like, you know, use the the advantage of knowing how these forest fires work, maybe to understand the progress of them, to take advantage of it so like get him closer to the fire, maybe right. to the point where it would actually hurt him in a way he'd like, Oh, but the fire's still far away, but maybe I don't know. Maybe it works differently so- with something, I don't know, something. something
2: along that aspect
1: though. Right. Something with her own Exactly. Lines. And
2: I just felt like not doing that was a disservice. Or taking yeah. too long to just try to, like, well, she's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She's in Mrs. Smith. Like, no, that was forever ago. Like, we don't need to see that anymore. That's like, a fun movie, though. <laughs> it was a fun, 100% a fun movie. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, she, like, totally. she's not that person in this movie. Right, yeah. You know, and, like, just let it be. Like, let it, I feel like the movie wants to be grounded. And, like, this is real life kind of stuff, right? Like, it this potentially could happen or as foreseeable, as easily as starting a forest fire. smoking the barrels, right. You can prevent forest fires, you know, um, and stuff like that. But like, and then I feel like they take another step back. Like, this is Hollywood, so like, let's do what Hollywood does, you know. And I'm just like, ah, just pick, pick which way, which way we're going.
1: Yeah, um, I just tra- I just imagine like that whole scene about her, uh, you know, her trauma about the, you know, the whole family being burnt up in the fire and she can't yeah. save them. Imagine the movie opening up to that flashback, and the next time we see her with the kid. That would have been awesome. Yeah, actually, and then once great. they once those bad guys start throwing the flares, there's a fire making it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so perfectly cathartically possessed for uh, positioned for her character. I'm like, this would have been awesome. Uh, it would have felt more awesome anyway. Um yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I agree with that action scene. It seemed kind of unrealistic. I mean, it is cool. And she's very Lara Croftian with her axe, thing.
2: Yeah, I actually, um, you know what? That's a good fuck. <laughs> I wish I thought about
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, it does so, seem that way, one. especially the latest one.
2: Especially yeah. the latest one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which, uh, yeah, right. again, that movie sucked, unfortunately, but... Oh,
2: I was uh, talking about the games, I don't care about the...
1: the... No, I meant, uh, meant, I meant the movie, but yeah, the latest think... rendition of the movie. Yeah, obviously, the games, too. They, she, I mean, she fucking uses that. That axe saves her more than any gun or bow and arrow. Which,
2: I mean, I think it's like kind of fitting, because it's true.
1: It mean, yeah. probably would save you more. I mean, she's climbing galore. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. And, uh, you know, the kid, I think the kid, is, it does well. He does well. I mean, he can't do much. Yeah, but he is—he is the golden goose, right? I agree the, yeah. the whole time. Um, I think he's good, though. He's not like particularly great, and that movie doesn't ask him a lot. I mean, it does ask him a lot, but it doesn't ask him that much <laughs> from a lot. Uh, what right. else? And the, and the killers were were good. They were cold. Fucking. I mean, Nicholas no, was, I, I actually dug the
2: killers a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um and I felt like they were very—they were very like very much cord Like I said, they—they were—they were the reason how the movie was the pace, the pacing of the movie was through them. Um, and I felt like that's why the movie was like short, yeah. you know. And then, um, and I, I, guess I do agree with you with the kid. The kid just—I mean—he did what he had to do, and he was um, at one point sounded one of those lines sounded a little bit of, more of unbelievable of like, like uh, where she did it where they first when he first meets her. But then after that, it was like it was okay. He just—he's doing what he can, like you know. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I feel like the killers do. I, I actually dug them. That's probably like, the best aspect of the movie, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I really like the uh, sheriff's wife, though. She was like my favorite. <laughs> no, she was
2: friend. badass, and I like the fact that, like, because I felt like <laughs> very underwhelming. Also, that the fact that they do a survival camp, right, or like how to train in survival, mm-hmm. and uh, she. You're like you're not going to live through it. Like that's fuck. That that would be hilarious, right? Um, but at the same time, are you training them to be hunted by train killers? No. Like it also makes sense. Like this is what happens when you actually have actual professional people who are coming out. Even if you have expertise, the likelihood of that. But she ended up doing everything right, and it worked out for her. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as she could. So. Um, no fault of her on, on that on that aspect, and I think I thought it worked out pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it
0: worked. And out. then
2: total total badass moment on her, end. but everyone's human. And then her not thinking about the gun, how many shots it had, or how many how much ammo it had in the gun. You know.
1: Yeah, actually, I think that's more on the fault of the hitman, um, that not knowing the the amount of uh, bullets and stuff.
2: Well, I don't think that's the fault of the hitman. I don't think I just think he didn't know because he doesn't know what kind of gun it is, like. It could be modified. Every gun can be modified, you know.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're right, you right, right. But yeah, that was, it's that was more
2: cool. the fault on her. But
1: yeah, right. That was cool, though. That was just oof. Mm-hmm. that was a tense scene or uh, tense moment in that scene. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, this movie is not—it's not bad or anything. I know we're bashing it a lot. We just expected more from it. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, still gets like a more than a passable rating. It's an enjoyable movie still overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh. I just wish it was just a little less Hollywoodized. Um,
2: yeah, me too.
1: I mean, if it, if it means getting someone that isn't as star quality as Joe Lee, then fucking do that, you know, because I would have done that too. Yep. Um, so anyway, those uh, I think those are our thoughts on those who wish me dead. Mm. And uh, that is it for this review. When we, uh, We're we going to take a break here again. And then we're going to get into, uh, well, Luke and I, it's a pre-recorded already review of his next marathon pick, which is uh, *Children of Men*, as part of his marathon, where we, he picked uh, three movies he, he he liked a long time ago when he saw them, and he you know kind of like revisiting them to see what he thinks of them still, and two movies he didn't enjoy, that hopefully maybe time has oh. done better for them. We'll see. And the *Children of Men* is one of the ones that he did not enjoy. I, I know, crazy. Um. Anyway, but check out that review. I already heard it all, and we went through them all. So like. Uh, and then um, yeah and then stick for the end of the show for what we're going to review next time Uh, anyway we're going to take a break here when we come back we're going to do Children of Men stay with us
3: I can't really remember when I last had any hope and I certainly can't remember when anyone else did either because really since women stopped being able to have babies what's left to hope for The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. The youngest person on Earth was 18 years, 4 months, 20 days, 16 hours and 8 minutes old. The ultimate mystery, why are women infertile? Some say it's genetic experiments, pollution. Why do you think we can't make babies anymore? Doesn't matter. It's all over in 50 years. It's too late. Move along! along! Hello, Theo. How have you been? I'm sorry about theatrics. Police have been a pain lately. I haven't seen you for nearly 20 years. Need your help. Not for me. A girl. Need to get her to the coast past security checkpoints. It's hard for me to look at you. He had your eyes. So why did you come to me? I trust you. Show him.
0: In 2027, in a chaotic world in which women have become somehow infertile, a former activist agrees to transport a miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at sea. Children of Men, directed by Alfonso Cuaron.
1: Yes, that's right. What year did it come out?
0: 2006. Nice. The year I graduated high school. Oh, really? Really? Actually, uh, it says January 2007 for the U.S. release, so maybe a little after that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so you were probably community collegeing now, right? it up, right? First semester or so, second? Uh, uh, yeah, I started actually late 2017, I think. I don't even remember. Okay.
1: You mean 2007? Yes, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I forget, again, how we do this necessarily, and obviously since we're pre-recording this, there's no raw for this segment by the way um, let's see, we'll begin with uh, with the following, is that now, correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. this is one of the two out of the five movies in your own personal marathon uh-huh. that you did not enjoy back then when you saw it
0: that is correct
1: this one falls in the same category as uh, mm-hmm. Panic Room, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. other you didn't like it um, okay, so when you went into this movie, what did you have, like, what, did you have any thoughts or any kind of particular questions that you were hoping uh, the movie would change for you?
0: No, i was just going to, just been thinking like, you know, what did I not like about this movie the first time? Because it just left a really bad taste in my, my mouth after the first time I saw it, so. And right. the, I, I, like, I know the ending was one of the biggest things. Uh, I hated uh, Jasper's character because I was just like, ah, old white stoner guy, whatever, you know? And uh, but that was kind of it. I don't remember what else. I, I always remember that car scene, mm-hmm. and I really liked that car scene, but I liked the technical aspect of how they shot it, but that was about it.
1: Well, yeah, that's why everyone remembers the car scene because it was a yeah. one-shot as a winner. Uh, very complicated one-shot scene, uh, yeah. by the way, If you ever... Um, 'cause I have the well actually I have the Blu-ray now.
0: Well, I saw the segment on how they did it like a long time ago and I was oh, like, yeah? Oh yeah, okay, I liked it. Yes. Okay. I saw it yeah, It was thing. nuts. It is nuts. Isn't that crazy how they did that and they got out uh-huh. of the car doing this thing Crazy shit. Um yep, yep, yep. Well he's just a, a quote on honest kind of famous and a big believer of
1: like um, having the emotion or like a payoff of an unbroken take. Like be more, it it more emotionally stable. Like
0: what's, yeah, yeah, I like did notice kind of like something like that in this uh, watch. Like I noticed a lot of handheld camera work and a lot of like really long shots. Where I am just like okay, like I wasn't sure. Like are there some like cuts in there or are there not? <laughs> but no, they they seem like really long shots. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> almost everything is one shot, and it kind of gives you this you live in it effect. And um, again. He does it so that way, like, there's no feel of an interruption. There's no actual break, you know, everyone's, um, you know, does it for the emotionality of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, all that aside, um, I want to know the verdict. What did you think (laughs) of this movie now in 2021?
0: Okay, um, I'm still not a fan of it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You're one of the very few
0: in the world. I am. uh, I am. It's you and Armin White who hate this movie. That's it. I don't know who that is, but okay, high five to that guy. Yeah. Now, my biggest thing with the movie was the the pacing of it. I think it's, it was just, uh, it's, you know, this kind of this apocalyptic bleak world, and you have these like little set pieces of action, but they very rarely like go like they escalate. Like, you know. Like, my like the emotional, like, uh, output for me, you know, like, I'm getting nothing from them, you know, like when that whole scene where the they were trying to, you know, push the car to escape that like little camp area that they had, you know, because they're like, oh shit, uh, the the guy's a traitor, yeah, 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 and I'm just like, okay, it's like, I didn't get nothing out of it. It was very, it's action oriented, it's kind of suspenseful, but it feels like it's like all on like a flat line, there's no like peaks or anything, you know.
1: Well, obviously I disagree
0: hundred percent on that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know don't why. know why. There's like Yeah, right. yeah there's no emotion from me. I'm just like, eh, okay. Push, wow. Push faster, I don't know. I would say
1: this is like the one kind of future I guess it's sci fi technically,
0: right? It's but I, I I will say I think it is a little bit more realistic because you're not always gonna get those fucking Michael Bay explosions and whatnot. But no, still it was, still right. kind of it was just like it was like a flat line for me, just like it's happening.
1: Right, it's a ultra, not ultra realistic because again, it's a fake future, right? But it's
0: a very, very like it is holistic, realistic, though. Yes, realistic rendition of this kind of future. Like I can even
1: see the kind of tech, like on the side of the buses, that's in the background of things. Like you know the way they use.
0: It, what's those records. like rickshaw things? In the like, what the hell? Yeah, Why yeah. bring those back? Come on, guys.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and the, or the cars, like the windshield, right of the cars. They had they show the miles per hour and so on like on the windshield not like as a, on the dashboard like I can see those subtle differences in some future
0: we kind of have that technology now in certain things
1: oh yeah no I'm sure and well again this was made uh, 15 years ago roughly so like 100% I'm with you on that um, so I really like the world building I think as far as movies go about sci-fi or about the future or, or something the world building for this movie is like uh, top tier list for me because uh, of those details and they work on those details a lot um, along the way personally
0: I mean, uh, honestly, the way the world is made is really astounding and everything, so that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, the world building was great. The yeah. movie, not so much.
1: Um, yeah, again, you're, you're, you're addled by something. It's okay, no, I'll stop making money for it. No, it's fine. It's a perfectly valid right opinion. And, and by the way, Armin White, the joke was that this is uh, a very famous, very prestigious uh, film critic named uh-huh. Armin White who is notoriously, like, he's so famous for disagreeing with the whole world on movies that they love or hate. Hmm. He would, he like, like his favorite movies would be Ghost, Ghost Rider, the Nicolas Cage movie, and would, like, <laughs> say, like, really? would say that the English patient is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was that guy. So that, when I said that joke, I don't even know if he likes or not, or maybe he loves children or men. I have no idea. But the joke implies that he's, he's against the greatness gotcha. Um, very much against the green. You should listen to his new views. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> interesting how he, like, what he says about, like, why, he, why he, his defense for movies. Um, anyway. Um, okay, so well, building aside, uh, what do you think of the performances? Uh, Clive Owen? I mean, this is, might be my, my first major Clive Owen, probably, thing I've seen him in.
0: Honestly, uh, like, I don't remember Clive Owen, like, at all. Like, what has he been doing? Like,
1: Oh, well, what else? Uh, oh, in that time, I mean, that was his decade, probably. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: right? yeah, he was big back then, but now it's just like, I don't yeah, see him at all.
1: No, I, he's definitely around less, a lot less. You're right. I would say that he's definitely
0: gone off. Or oh, he's taking a longer break, or maybe, 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 um, yeah. I don't know. He, I, mean, I remember, C- like, <laughs> I think that same year, he did shoot him up, and that was a good one. I
1: can't believe you like shoot him up. Sure. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was amazing. That's an, that's an insane sentence to me. Um, so, in that same year...
0: carrot. okay?
1: Here's a better movie that came out the same year that stars Clyde Owen, Inside Man.
0: Oh, yeah, that was... A, that's the, uh, Spike Lee one? Spike Lee, yeah.
1: Bank Robber. He was the Bank Robber, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume you like that movie, right? You're not... You're not yes. homeless here. Okay.
0: You no, know, I liked it okay. when I first saw it, so yes, I, I did like that.
1: Oh, is it that long ago for
0: you? It's... I don't think I've ever revisited that one. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that's... Totally worth. It. I I see it like every few years because it just comes up in my
0: whatever. Gotcha. In your it. repertoire. Right. It just comes up. On, i it
1: Like shit. Yeah, cool. um, anyway, uh, others are like he's known for Sin City.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Closer. Remember the movie Closer? Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Good. Um, <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead, which I don't know if you've heard of. He was in the Born Identity. Maybe that was the first time I saw him. Mm-hmm. He was. He was one of the. He was one of the assassins that uh, the elite assassins that tried to kill Matt Damon. Huh, okay. He was a sniper. And that was him. And he, he has glasses on, so may- maybe that makes him harder to notice. But that was his first major kind of thing. And then he was the one. Then he went from there to uh, Sleep When I'm Dead and then Closer Derailed, which I really like, even though it makes no sense. Um, and other yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, the that, that decade that this movie comes in is uh, his biggest decade. But since then, he's done the Nick, which I really like. I really like the um, Anon. He was fine. He was fine. But yeah, not much. Not much though. be right. Okay, let's go, uh, after that. What do you think of the other performances? We also get like uh, my first time or my second time watching uh, Chihuahua 4 right? And an Luke? excellent Chihuahua 4 the leader. Of-
0: oh, versus- that's uh, Luke. 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 Yeah. Call him Luke because I can't pronounce that name.
1: Okay. Well, I just love saying his name. So. <laughs> um, what do you think of him as a villain
0: counterpart? Uh, he was good. He, he was good. He has, I mean, very political type of reason, you know. So, Uh,
1: yeah, a villain, a villain with um, a, a villain you can sympathize with, right?
0: Right. I mean, at one point or other, you could kind of see both sides of like you know what they want to do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, really do. I honestly, you know, there's that meeting before you know he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. where they're trying to decide
0: what to do about. Oh, King. spoilers, right? I mean,
1: I mean, yeah, no, this is all <laughs> spoilers. I mean, we've said we've done this for every other Um... Anyway, uh, when they're trying to decide what to do about Key, because, uh, you know, Julian Moore died already. Right. And they're having that meeting with the other leaders. And they're trying to decide if, whether or not they should try to get her to the vote or if they should keep her there. Um, and honestly, in that meeting, like if I was in that meeting among, like, one of the voices, I don't know what to do either. I don't know if I immediately <laughs> take her to the
0: It would be me. I'd be like, please don't vote for me. Please don't vote for me. <laughs> right. I don't want to be the leader. <laughs> right.
1: Um, and then Julianne Moore, I mean, doesn't have a, doesn't, doesn't stay in the
0: scene very long. She's kind of like Michael kane right? She's not in it. Yeah. Long. She's only there for the seven but, 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 uh, yeah. I do want to know how to do that, the uh, ping pong ball thing. Was that CGI then Or did they I think so. I think it was CGI. Yeah. Cause there was some really weird cuts. Like when that happened. It wasn't a cut. Um, like not cuts, but like, it was like a weird flash. Like, yeah. A yeah. Ball it was just like popped a, up or whatever. Yeah. It was where I was a little weird. I think from that segment of that
1: technical thing, I think they mentioned, that. Mm. but I don't remember. Maybe it's something that's maybe it's something that you know, uh, those actors are really good at for some reason.
0: Right. Just nah, the, know. just those two. No one else.
1: Right. No. Well, you know, or maybe they practice it. Who knows? I mean, a lot of people do weird things. Right. Um, okay. So uh I, why didn't you uh, enjoy michael kane you thought he was just too like the first time or he,
0: yeah <laughs> that, that old like stereotype of we got this an old hippie selling weed and whatnot and and then like i kind of like when i watched it this time i'm like oh that's michael kane i i know who he is now
1: oh you didn't you didn't know him like as a name
0: no then? no i did not okay. So, um, okay and now i just find him adorable i'm like yes you smoke your weed
1: Okay, so you like them a little more this time?
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Okay, okay. Would you try his Strawberry Cough? I mean, you can't. I know.
0: Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I, I would not like his taste in music. That industrial stuff he played was really weird. I think he just did it for shock value for, yeah.
1: the, for that punchline. It also had a very similar... I'm surprised he didn't use that industrial metal song, whatever that was, um, as his alarm when people <laughs> break in because it's just as effective. Right. Just as effective. Um,
0: but I would love his, like, pull my finger... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. And it comes back in a way to like be like um, defiant, right, to Luke before the oh, yeah. That was a good way not to answer any questions, right, because you asked him, like, how long ago did he um, Also, shows that he's not a very good criminal or not a very sneaky guy because he left the obvious evidence. Right, that's, yeah. how, that's how they found out that they were going to uh, break into that place. Yeah, it
0: blew my mind, because he, he was like, oh, I'm going to try to lead them down to the other place, or whatever, and I'm like...
1: Yeah, he probably could have, too, but, like, they found it right too fast. To <laughs> right,
0: It's I'm like, wait, what the, no, that's where they're going. It uh-huh. threw me off.
1: No, yeah, they just found, they said they found it on the fridge, like, taped on or
0: some note. That he left yeah. Yeah, because he's not like, again, this all happened fast, I guess, and he's old, and he forgot, or didn't think to, you know, destroy the paper, right? And that's it. It's a very common
1: mistake that I, you know, non-criminals tend to probably do. You know? I like that. That's part, again, another another detail of realism, right, to so the characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I liked it. Um, another thing I like about this movie, uh, I don't know what you think about this, but I like how the movie presents information, especially background information. For example, like, it takes you know, he is uh, he is accompanied by that other woman, the one that used to be a midwife. Um, yes. I'm sure
0: um uh, midwifee person?
1: yes totally right, uh, right. Well, Mir- thing like that was it Miriam mean, it sounds right it sounds right yeah Miriam I think so yeah um, um it takes it takes key and Miriam to end to be in Jasper's house in order for Jasper to like be open to giving information to them about like, about our main character
0: and his and what happened between him and Julian oh yeah and their kid and everything and their kid and how he
1: died right the lungs right he talks about it like that in a very you know kind of endearing way and talks about fate and chance which is really the you could say that fate and chance is the actual thesis of the
0: movie um
1: which we can get into I don't know when, but we we'll can get into that whenever um, because the, the movie kind of talks about has a lot of things going on um so, I, I don't know, for me, like, every scene, even if there's no action, there's always, like, something going on, always something telling you.
0: Yeah. You know, for But me. it's so painfully slow sometimes.
1: No, man, not for me. I mean, for me, you talk about that scene where he sneaks out of the house, realizes who, that they killed Julian, right, and all that, and he has to escape with Key on the car. Tense for me. Every single time. I'm like, oh, my God, can you open the fucking door already? <laughs> um, you know, for me, like, it worked. And, again, because it's an unbroken take, uh, up until he gets on the hill and, and then he cuts away. But, um, yeah, I, for me it worked. But uh, again, that's just me. Um, now, there's a lot... What do we think of Key? Key, she's the mother of the future, right? Right. Many things. Um What do you think of her? She's like an unknown actor.
0: Yeah, her. she was just like this what 18-year-old child, kid, woman, I don't know, mm-hmm. who just happens to be pregnant and that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, And she, she didn't even know what was going on with her but she kind of like like that, she was like like saying like, "Oh, I just like felt it, you know."
1: Right? Yeah, it's, it's like so a crazy. instinctual. She realized what it was. finally. It's very weird. It's very weird how this future has a lot of things that it knows right more, I guess, badly, but more than we do in this present day. But they also are reversed backwards in so many other ways. Like they wouldn't know what pregnancy feels like, you know, or what to do with that. Like it's so backwards in other ways. It's a very fucked up. this fucked up future. It's
0: not a good future. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you think of the actress? Uh, you like her, Keith? Yeah, but I, I don't think she's, like, she didn't have uh, much of a, the, a talking role, I think. She, she barely talked. She was mainly just there, like, she was, I, I don't know, because I think she was, uh, well, she was kind of foreign, so she had, like, an accent, you know.
1: I mean, she's from, I mean, everyone in this show, except for Julianne Moore, I think,
0: Party. Yeah, they're all refugees, so they're all from different parts of the world, because obviously in, in this weird world, uh, Britain is like the only country that is still kind of stable after this whole thing, you know, the entire world is pretty much collapsed, except Britain's still standing, but there, I mean, you know-
1: I mean, talk about the background information, the movie opens
0: up with that kind of information, and I really oh, like yeah. how the movie did it. I don't know about you, but I really like that. Yeah, thing. yeah. The and they're like, about England stands strong, right? Uh huh. And they're like, and they had those like uh, recurring uh, commercials, like, oh, he might be the waiter, he might right, be a dentist, right. like, no, no shit. they're here illegally, get him kicked out, you know? Yeah. Very no, like pro reinforced. British type and, of thing. And every kind of like bus or taxi or building or the t- oh, that mm-hmm. train in the beginning is all like
1: reinforced with like you know <laughs> with fences, right? Like a reinforced bars and shit. I-
0: yeah. I, I was thinking of the joke, I'm like, is this what would happen with, if Trump had a second term? <laughs> <laughs>
1: At some point, yeah, probably.
0: I kid, I kid. I'm not <laughs> that cool. I, I don't.
1: i not kidding. I am not going to assume that. But uh, it definitely would have uh, given that more of a possibility. Um, I mean, like he, uh, but I don't know if she's really British or not. She could be faking it. I guess that's not good. But I, I liked her well. I role. I mean, she had that little like joke along the way throughout the movie about naming the kid froley then Busuka, mm-hmm. and shit like that. And I thought it was right. extremely tender to switch the name to Dylan. At the very yeah,
0: that was hard. Uh, but at first I was like, froly that's a weird name. But I'm like, yeah, it could be like, I don't know, something for her.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> and the idea of naming a child or or and having the pressure of being the first child in 18 years, right? Like, right. I don't know if she feels that necessarily, but I mean, whatever name you pick is, it might suck. <laughs> or it's not good enough, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, a lot of things, not pressure. First name in 18 years.
0: Um, what I, I want to yeah. know is, because uh, like obviously you know they, they kept track of who the youngest person was. It was that like a baby Diego person. Yes, and he was eighteen when he got killed. Yes, but, but but so was Key, and I was like wondering, like, well, how did they know that he was for real the last person born? What if it was Key, but they just don't have like that record keeping like all up to par?
1: I don't think he is eighteen. I think she's the. I
0: th- I thought she was eighteen.
1: I mean, I thought she was a little older, but a lot of. Um... A
0: lot of, oh no, uh, she's the first woman in eighteen years to be first pregnant. woman that's
1: in eighteen it, years. Right, I think she's yeah. in her early
0: twenties. Okay, so that's I had this little hypothesis, like, well, what if she was yeah. the last person to be born? And, and no, I think she's they would the keep one keep those
1: records meticulously
0: because yeah. the only reason I say that is because uh, it's a big Baby, deal. Baby Diego is from a different country, and they were keeping um, massive track of him. It's not like it was Baby Diego living in England because England's the only working govern- government you know, there are other places
1: that are working even if they don't have a government. Not, not as well, though. We're. Just not as well. Just not as a unified country. You know what I'm saying? And also, uh, England is in a better position to keep everyone away because it's a giant island. Right? It's a, right? So, like, it's not like attached to...
0: Right. Yeah. There's yeah. um, only two ways in. Swim or fly.
1: Right. Swim or fly. Right? I think
0: they have a bridge, though, that links them to the rest of Europe. Yeah,
1: probably several. But they're probably all shut down by now, for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also, you know, I also through background and, back, you know, just casual information. You find out like, oh, was your mom there at New York when? And they're like, yeah. Even if they don't have to explain to you, you know, New York is destroyed. You know, say show like that. Um, interesting stuff. I liked it. Um, what about? Uh, well, so I mean, so what do you think of the movie? The the idea of fate and chance. Do you think this movie is? Is is like tap is like trying to say that fate will, you know, restore something. Do you, I mean, do you feel like this guy is like fated to survive and and, and keep key alive?
0: Or I think you... so. I mean, okay. fate and chance. I mean, especially when they were in that like in the in that kind of like one of the last scenes where they're in that building and they're, the the army is fighting against the refugees. You know, mm-hmm. and like once they, everyone sees that baby, like everyone's like, "Yo, stop." Like ceasefire, like this could be our fucking hope for humanity. And, like, had they not seen it, you know, a stray bullet here or there, you know, could have ended everything.
1: That's true. Um, well, I think that it's a combination. Some of them, especially the refugees, I would say, were probably feeling that, like this, the savior, right? The next the thing that'll save us all, right? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of those soldiers, and maybe even the fishes, although they knew about it already. Um, they stopped because they're just like astounded. It's just astounding, right? Because everyone there, most people that we see, the adults, right, sort to speak, of the 5'1 and older, um, have seen babies before. It's just been a long time. Right. it's you know, a, a different time. It'd be another thing if it was like a generation later, like 50 years later. I don't even know if people would, I mean, what would people, I mean, maybe people would be scared of the fucking thing instead of like astounded by the fact that they haven't seen one of these. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. Um, but, yeah, um, so I, I think that there's a lot of things that the movie kind of shows you. The movie does a lot of things to, like, maybe subliminally kind of show you things. For example, I've seen this movie many times, so I've noticed a lot of details. And I'll tell you one thing, and maybe maybe I, mean, I don't think I'm wrong, but uh, I'm just going to tell you, that the movie does play with fate in other ways, too. Um, for example, did you notice that almost every animal they come in contact with loves Clyde Owen? Huh. Did you notice
0: it? Uh, no, no. But now I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I think there was The dogs that hated there.
1: everyone at the farm. Yeah. The cat was climbing on him. Remember? Yeah. Uh, the, the dog was totally... I uh, wanted to stay in the room with him before Marika kind of like had to push him out. Yeah.
0: That uh-huh. happened
1: a lot throughout
0: the movie. In- interesting. Yeah. Uh, Kinda of like a like a, yeah, like almost if you wanna go God on this,
1: you know, almost like a servant of God kinda of working his way, right? And in his path all the animals recognize it, right? If you want to go with that kind of alliteration, I'm not doing, or that kind of metaphor. I'm not doing that, but you can say like he feels like a saint figure for these animals. Like he's like, Oh it it's playable. Um, another thing is that everything in this movie stops him from having a cigarette.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you I, noticed that. I, I, th- I kinda did, yeah everything. Poor guy.
1: Everything. The very opening of that explosion at the cafe, he's, he puts a cigarette in his mouth and, pffs, right. and it blows it out of him. He's about to put the cigarette back in when he have to, he meets Julian and they put the, the, the burlap, the thing, over his head. You know, and another time he's about to start a cigarette is after Julian uh, dies um, and he starts crying and the cigarette
0: falls off. Like, you know, everything stops him from having a cigarette or cool. finishing one. Yeah, smoking kills guys. Right. Kind of like this kind of nature like, unhealthiness, right, that won't let him,
1: like, the, the cosmos are working to stop him from doing that kind of thing. It's interesting, and that's what kind of the fate thing is more, more in tune, to, right, with the stuff that happens. And also, another thing that I really, really liked about the movie um, is that along the way, you kind of meet people from, across, from all over the world helping them along, you know, or helping them, or, like, not getting in the way, or getting in the way maybe, but, like, he meets, like, people from origins all over the world. You know, Marika, or whatever she's from, probably the Eastern Europe, European type. Yeah, know, definitely. Gets in touch, gets in touch with, the, with, the, with the Russian, whatever they're doing there, the Russian local mobs, they're not mobs, refugees, but um, they, they help them get the boat. And without that man, that Russian man that was going to help them take them to the boat, like, you know, because when they were, he was about to get executed you know, he shot the, this, this Russian big guy, the, the guard guy with the gun, um, before he was going to shoot this guy, and he got interrupted by the British soldiers. And then that's what saved Clive Owen and Marika. You know, like, it's a very interesting turn of events that lets them survive just long enough to make it out. And I thought that it's all very intentional. Like, it's all mm-hmm. very intentional. And that's another thing about the movie is that that follows every time, is that every time um, Clive Owen meets a character, and then leaves them, they die immediately. Or along the way. Every single character he meets dies. Except for Keith. And the Baker. I don't know if you noticed that. Every single one dies. Especially the ones that help him. Marika dies after she lets him out that boat because the bombers come in and destroy the entire city. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Luke dies, Right. Um, the building gets destroyed. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's fucking sick. wrecked. Right. Yeah.
1: Every single person, Julian, of course, um, Jasper dies right after they leave him. Right? This girl died.
0: Watch. He somehow this. survived crawling.
1: Put my finger. Right.
0: Right. Eating his uh, marijuana just uh, for sustenance. I don't, think, I don't think it helps you at all except for dulling
1: the maybe. Um Anyway, I, all these things are just, the little details. They're not uh, important, but there are the details to kind of show you the way of what what, how much stuff is working for to, like, have him survive. And
0: I think this is where we get to the ending. The famous thing that you... I mean, the famous thing between mm. you and your friends, like me and, you, and
1: stuff, um, that you infamously hate the ending.
0: Yeah, so, um... Yeah. I don't... The ending seemed different to me this time around, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, what I always remembered in the ending of the movie was... <laughs> The boat just being there, right? It was kind of foggy, and uh, you heard a boat, but I never remember actually seeing the boat. That's oh. why I was just like, "Fuck this movie! Where's my closure?" Like at least this time I saw the boat, and I saw that it was it was the actual boat. I think it was called whatever tomorrow or tomorrow. something. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so this boat actually did show up.
1: Yeah, I did. We all knew
0: that. I, for some reason, I don't remember the boat back oh my in 2006, six seven.
1: Oh, my God. You were already hating it that you left the theater before you saw the fucking boat or something.
0: <laughs> You're like, fuck this. You saw a table, flipped it. <laughs> right. Like, mm. Yeah, I know. Okay,
1: well, besides that little awesome, I'm glad that you hated less. Do you still feel, like, not good about it, or do you actually like it now, or what?
0: still don't like it, uh, but I hated less. Hated less? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll take anything. I'll <laughs> appreciate the camera work. I'll appreciate the long shots. The, the All the the world building, the symbolism, you know, fucking... I was like reading up on it after the fact, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, she's revealed to be pregnant in like a fucking barn and... Kind right, of, the barn, like, that whole yeah. uh,
1: Jesus symbolism, right? right? The whole, yeah. Look would you just did. And, and the fact that um, she's African-American, you know, the whole scientific thing about we began as human
0: Oh, yes, Africa, what origin, yep.
1: Right, that's also very telling on purpose
0: uh, it's perfect um, but okay but what is how so, you hate it last but you still hate it or you still dislike it so what makes you uh, not like it uh, the pacing it, the, it feels no, like the
1: ending, the ending not the whole movie huh not the whole
0: movie I mean just the what, what I hate about the ending yeah I kind of want to see what happens like where's the part two it's is now... it just a one shot deal <laughs> now is that this, you know will there be more children <laughs> what's going to happen to the world
1: okay um, but a lot of movies kind of leave you hanging, you know.
0: And like, I fucking hate them.
1: Yeah, but not every movie can show you, unless they're based on some series or it's a show you're watching, you yeah. know, it's like you don't know what happens to... Okay, that's not good. I was going to give a Game of Thrones example, put
0: that in. <laughs> but ending I mean,
1: They died. No, the Asher's in Sucked. Um, see, the reason I think it's a perfect ending, and I love it so much, is because his his journey is done, and it's done with that bullet that Luke shot him. Like, the movie's purpose is his lifespan. It, the movie ends when he ends. And the fact that the movie ends, cuts to black, and then it shows the title card of the film, right? Show the man at the end. And then you hear a bunch of children's laughing voices. I don't know if you remember this. Oh,
0: we, yeah, I kind of did.
1: That tells you that they make it, or at least children come back. Hmm. And like, it, made me realize, it made me think about, every time I see it, or every time I hear it, I mean, I always remember back to Miriam when she tells her personal story.
0: Yeah, that, that was a good guys. one. I actually like that story. That's a
1: really good story. It's actually my favorite of the background stuff. And she tells this story about, you know, being a midwife and being there as it was happening. Mm-hmm. As like, you know, seeing that someone got
0: a late term, uh, not abortions. Miscarriage. But, miscarriage. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she got, you know,
1: it was like a bad thing. And he looked at the schedule and saw that three, five months down the road, no one was there. No one was scheduled to come in.
0: And that was like, and then calling other midwives around the world. Yep.
1: Realizing that, oh, you know. Like we I mean, that they didn't
0: have before. Facebook? Yeah, no, no, no. That was 27. I know they could have had 18 years. Yeah, 2010 ish. Should have had Facebook. Yeah, maybe. A, a midwife group?
1: Midwife group, probably. <laughs> well, yeah you know, I guess not. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Um, the other thing is that, uh, what was the other thing? Um, and she also talks about the, the playgrounds, right? The quietness of the playgrounds and how children's voices in the world should be more prominent and, uh, there. And it's, it's a missing thing from the world. And the fact that the movie ends with that sound effect, it, I think it tells you a hopeful future. Mm. That somehow from the ashes of all this insanity, somehow, eventually, humanity will come back strong. Um, it's not hopeless. Because Clive Owen's character believes it's hopeless. I mean, it takes him a long time throughout the movie to really kind of go with it. He's almost doing. He first he does it because you can't ask him
3: and for
0: money and for money,
1: right? And he does it because to to like live to Julian's honor because she's dead, right? To do it as the last thing because he was tasked to do it, right, and all stuff. And then from there, he just along the way believes in it, but he doesn't for a long time. He's very cynical. Um, I and that's also a very good, that's a very kind of, that's a type of movie that's like akin to, uh, what's the name of that Tom Cruise, Dustin Hoffman movie where he's an asshole and he becomes not an asshole. What's the name? Mm. Man, uh, it's going away, it's gone. Okay, whatever. Um, anyway, I really like that stuff. It's a, it makes you know makes him a believer from a
0: non-believer. Right.
1: That's what I, um, I don't
0: know. Would you read the book?
1: Never read the book. Would I read it in the future? I think I would. I think there's a. a, a I just never really thought of it. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess it's not like there's a whole. Like I'm not like you. I needed to know more details. You know, what I mean, I didn't feel like I needed because I imagine the book would have more background stuff, a lot more. They probably if if they even follows the book half as much, I don't know how much it. You know, it's it's different,
0: right? It's differences,
1: mm-hmm. I'm sure. I just don't know
0: how. Oh, much probably. But like, if it's even if it's like
1: you know to the letter, like I'm sure that the book will provide a lot more information, and I'm sure I would enjoy it. But I never, never felt the need or anything like that to to do it. Um, others I do though. Even other movies that I really love, who do who do great adaptations, I would go to search out the book. For, but for some reason, children from that, I never never.
0: I'm had thinking of friends. ending things.
1: Um, is
0: that based on the book? I, I think never so. read. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wrote. Um, would I read it? Maybe
1: right. some nutty ass book. <laughs> I mean, nutty ass movie. Uh, no, the one I was thinking of was, uh, Annihilation. Like after I saw that movie, I read the book.
0: Oh, that was based on a book? Based on a trilogy. Oh, which one did you read? All the trilogy or just one?
1: No, just the one, just the one. The first one It's based on the first book of that trilogy. And I read that one. Mm. And I was so amazed at how both different and similar it was, but also like it left me, it left me wanting to understand it more, but also left me kind of cold. The book, uh, so I never went back to the finish. I will have finish it early. It's not; like it was bad. It was just so different than I thought it would be. Yeah,
0: it yeah. I, I hate that when sometimes like the source material. It,
1: yeah, it's it's, it's very dispassionate and cold. It's from its characters; they don't have names. They're just called scientists and researcher. It's
0: really?
1: really weird. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's very really weird movie. Uh, anyway, where that where to like, um besides the, the ending and I guess you like Jasper more or you accept them more. Anything mm-hmm. else you don't like? Except for the pacing. You said man I remember the pacing.
0: <sighs> yeah, like said, it's, it's just the flat line action of just like, you know. Yeah.
1: If you had to give it stars, what would you give? Two and a half. Two and
0: mm-hmm. a half. Okay. Yeah. Halfway.
1: Just up the mm-hmm. halfway mark. Okay. Alright. Well I'm so glad you saw it and I'm glad that, you know, you it did, you know, get better in your estimate.
0: It did, definitely.
1: That's good. That's good to hear. I mean, when you're, I won't just senile and in a hospice, I'll show it to you again. Maybe by uh, then you'll love it.
0: I won't just, will you just shit on this movie. i be like, oh, it's got some good things, but I don't care for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a much better sense than you saying it's a piece of shit and yelling about it. It makes <laughs> me want to yell at you, and you always, you always get a rise out of me because this movie, for me, is a five star,
0: fantastic film. Um, yeah. But like to hear you
1: always, or say those things, and I know you say it to get a rise out of me sometimes.
0: Well, so, that like, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. But now that I know that if you do say that, it's all bullshit because you do like it a little more, um, I feel better. So, my, my, I, I feel like I did a good job. We, we did a good job. Here.
0: Yeah, um, we tried.
1: Anything else you want to talk about or mention or anything that reminds you of this movie? Like, what do you think of it in, in, in
0: um, comparison
1: to other apocalyptic movies like this? I
0: don't know. I like that, uh, um, was it like a family or his, his connection and like the government to get those transport papers? Yeah, yeah. That art collector, and he's just like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, because in a yeah. couple of years, no one's gonna enjoy the stuff that you're collecting, and it's like kind of so true. It's, but then I said, like, "I'm just still doing it, though."
1: No, he's. I said, "I love his answer because a lot of people are like this, and this kind of like this is why I think children are is also timeless because it can fit in any kind of time period in the world. Like it fit with me. It made me think of a lot of things related to COVID and how we've been handling it here in this country. Anyway, what his response is." He's like, honestly, I don't even think about it. Hmm. Like, it doesn't even occur to him to think about it. It doesn't bother him. He doesn't let it bother him at all. He's like both sticking his head in his hand but indifferently about it. Like, it's so weird. He doesn't think about it. And it's such a weird response. But a lot of people respond to a lot of things. You know, again, it reminded me of COVID, you know, um, yeah. or, or other things like that. And it's like, yeah, it's just exactly like that. That's why he's able to dispassionately be rich and work for the government to collect all his art. Yeah. It's still kind of cool watching the, the statue of David without a leg. And stuff.
0: Right. I was just like, a oh, poor guy, man. Oof.
1: Yeah. Poor guy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah interesting stuff, for sure. Anything else?
0: I uh, can't think of anything.
1: All right. Excellent. Oh, I'm stretching out of white right now. Okay. So that is it for, is this it for the, yeah, it might be it for the whole show. Since this, I'm recording this in advance, I'm actually going to mm-hmm. record the ending with Rolf. Yeah. So I'm going to so take a uh, break. I'll Friday.
0: see you guys maybe in July.
1: Right, you should be back by the time your next marathon comes.
0: Yep, from. which will be sideways.
1: Sideways, that's right. God,
0: I haven't seen that since you showed it to me. So oof, that's gonna be a good revisit.
1: Did we go to the theaters
0: on one? No, to... that was something you had. I think on VHS or DVD, D- DVD, uh, Beta max Betamax. max well, I
1: don't think Betamax is making things anymore. <laughs> this is 2000s. You when know, the 2000s? So. <laughs> like it's not that old. I mean, you're old, but it's not that bad.
0: No, you're old. Yeah, no, I'm no. a young buck. You're not a buck at all. <laughs> anyway.
1: Uh, we're gonna take a break, and when um, we we'll come back, I will do the ending segment of the show. So stay with me. Okay. And now that is it for our show. I hope you liked that, and I hope and you have been listening this whole time to another movie podcast. Um, let's see here, what are we doing? Um, you can follow me on Letterbox if you wish to follow my movie watching habits, as well as on Twitter at Armin filmmaker, which is filmmaker with A R M E N, rough.
2: You can follow me on Twitter at um, Don Raphael uh, underscore between the Rafa and the L, and then uh, what's called. You can call follow me on Twitch at Two Trauma, and uh, I try to stream on Sunday on Mondays, but I've been having issues lately with my PC because I want to stream Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is very very much. What's that uh, heavy, hev- uh, it takes a lot of effort to stream that game because it requires it, demands a lot. Really? Um, yeah, my PC struggles to do both. So, um, I will be playing uh, Returnal soon. I'm going to be streaming that. And I will be playing Resident Evil 7 before I play 8 soon. I will be streaming that as well.
1: Cool. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, remember, we are a bi weekly show. That means every other weekend. So, next time on uh, another movie podcast we're going to be reviewing what movies Ralph, because you're the next guy who's picking the movies
2: right so i get all three picks this time around no uh mm-hmm. no picking and choosing from anybody else mm-hmm. uh i have uh we're gonna do the movie that just came out while this while this review is out is a uh, uh zach snyder's army of the dead is on netflix currently or theaters i think if you want to watch it in theaters
3: oh okay um, that's cool.
2: also according to this um Thing on my, um, I nice. Um, and the other movie that we're going to be watching that comes out right before the show is due is The Conjuring. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Um, so that's so going to be a theater release and HBO Max, it says. So it's both, but I think me and Oscar are going to w- try to watch it in theaters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a crowd-pleasing theater movie that's for me. Exactly,
2: 100%. And then a uh, movie that I missed out in from the, whatever years I said, I already forgot. Um, but it's 1999's Bowfinger. I never saw it. This is a movie directed by Frank Oz, written by Steve Martin, starring Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy and Heather Graham. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to be watch. We're going to be watching that one. That's the, my uh, marathon pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's part of your marathon Bowfinger. I haven't seen that since it came out. So I can't wait to revisit I've that. I've never seen it. So,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll check that out. So, remember, guys, uh, that's, for, that's next in store for us. Until then, I am Oscar.
2: And uh, I'm Ralph.
1: Yes, he is. And Luke, you already heard him. And hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, Anyway, see you later.
0: Look, everything in this world is running exactly on schedule. Besides, to leave, we probably have to wait until the movie's over or something.
3: Well, when is that going to happen?